Are we on? Oh, I just hit. Well, I just hit record. I can, uh, you know. This is uh, the most uh, suspicious kind of I'll, podcast. I'll have, to, I'll have to look through the first few minutes to make sure where it's safe to. Uh, <laughs> We're going to talk for two tr- hours tr- and none of it's going to be usable. And Jadru will be like, yeah, we can't use any of that. We talked about the wrong shit. So we have a special guest today. Well, yeah, we've got uh, one of the uh, founding members of the <laughs> Breakfast Club <laughs> who, who like two years ago. Uh, went out for cigarettes and it never, never came, came back. back. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's that 7-Eleven was fucking far, man. <laughs> the, the, the line was very long. <laughs> All right. So I don't even know where to start. Uh, Drew's back. <laughs> I I feel like we could we could spend an hour just catching up on it. Like I'm genuinely thing. excited. I don't I, get I genuinely excited money. anymore. <laughs> he missed he missed the uh, the weight loss competition. Yeah. You missed uh, uh, the the pizza rumble. Oh, uh, yeah, the the the, the, the linguini def, uh, Korean, uh, beat down. Korean beat me. Oh, uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's Listen, important. she was a machine. Can I, can I tell you? Can I tell you? I went into it the way Danielle went into the last one. <laughs> totally cocky. I was gonna say not, haphazardly with not uh, taking it seriously. <laughs> he was not uh, taking it seriously at all. I, I didn't at all, and I've paid for it. And she was she's a beast. Like she's a power. It was an epic beatdown. Uh, distance running cop, yeah. and uh, you know she. Uh, she proud sheriff officer. She handed me my ass. <laughs> you you got to get your title back. Then I know. I, I know. I know. And then I try. I tried to get a win for. Yeah, you know, and then I challenge Anthony to a weight loss competition. One pound, one pound. He beat me by one pound. I lost twenty four pounds. You lost twenty four pounds, and he lost twenty five pounds. You couldn't like pinch it, out a little bit more dude, beforehand. Dude, I no, no, <laughs> I was there for that, Drew. It was the most miserable I've ever seen been in I my took, entire life. Not only did I, ta- not only did I like not eat for a good stretch, but then I also uh, took the uh, magnesium citrate the night before. That. <laughs> <laughs> I shit myself inside out just to get down to that. I was going to say, I mean, the next step's pounds. like a suppository. But. And then uh, and then Anthony just fucking came in a pound under. I was, it was really fucking. So I'm not having a good run lately. Oh, unlike, unlike everybody else who is thriving, 2020 is not your year. Apparently. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm I'm doing all right otherwise i mean just not <laughs> just not on one-on-one in one-on-one competition he just can't he can't win the big ones yeah, that's his that's, that's so. his issue yeah. right now yeah. you you missed a, you missed aj's phenomenal majestic beard he's been growing and his and his and his rise on tiktok yeah he's tiktok oh, famous TikToks, yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> those, those get posted to instagram frequently listen so. he is the milf magnet uh, he, he is the Hoff. You don't even. <laughs> you don't even understand. No, you don't. You don't even know. Some of the stories we'll tell you. I don't even know which we tell we on the podcast. We can't we'll talk tell him off. on here, but oh he's my getting god, proposition left and right, bro. All shapes and sizes. Like, all like I'm gonna fly you out. I'm gonna make you like you're gonna live like a millionaire. Wow. And then you got to pay up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, clearly you have to. You got to earn your free ride. You gotta, <laughs> no such thing as a free lunch. So we're working on some. We're working on cruises and. uh Hey, hey! Now we got uh, we, we got, got the, the breakfast dog club uh, dog running around here. Yeah. Archer, hey, hey! Go, go to your room. <laughs> go on, get hmm? go on. cruises. Oh, well, listen! There's all kinds of different things that have been thrown up in the air with this crazy woman. I, I These, just started looking into booking a cruise for January. Well, you know? I, here's the thing, man. It's like we want to do a cruise, but. Uh, 
Oh, that's like the worst idea right now. But they're now. so cheap because they're so dangerous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be one of the first? How about how? <laughs> how much? How much was your stateroom? Oh, state what price? They just opened the door. I walked in. No one said nothing. <laughs> my, my, my girlfriend of, of about a year now is, is a uh, she has her BSN in nursing. She's a full time nurse, so she's like on the front line of the COVID stuff. Yeah. So I called her literally today as I'm driving down here, just bored. Yeah. I started looking at Carnival cruises. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, these are like two hundred dollars a ticket if you book for like January. So I just called her. I'm like, hey, <laughs> you want to risk dying for a really cheap but awesome cruise? I mean, and she said yes. But in January, that's like what seven months from now. I'm sure. I'll, yeah, COVID Listen, will be gone and all the world's problems. They say it's then. peaking <laughs> right now. They say it's peaking right now. And this time, this time, I think they might they might have a grasp. They might, mean it. It's, it's, <laughs> they might it's, actually mean it's it. It's been peaking since mid like fucking <laughs> since mid March. <laughs> So, full disclosure, I have never seen your girlfriend. So when you were coming over, Ben brought up oh, her Instagram page so I can so, so I can look and my first reaction is if my body fat level ever dropped to that, I'll be dead. I, I was I was just saying like, uh, I, the whole reason I dieted so hard was because I was trying to. Like, not You're never gonna out, be uh, here. You'll kill yourself before no, you do. Absolutely, absolutely. And like the whole time she's like, "I'm not lean enough." I'm like, "I, I beg to differ." I I think fat is terrified of your girlfriend. Absolutely, she, she was fucking peeled. She still is. So wait, so uh, you went? You were just saying before we hit record that you went from what two sixty? I went from two sixty down to two o four. Oh, yeah. Jesus. It was just like I literally just Which is the lowest you, I think you've been in like your adult life since I was like 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah on the way up. That's yeah. the only last time you hit 204 exactly. was on the way up. Yeah, it was it was fucking awful. I think the last time before before uh before you went for cigarettes, I think you were almost 300. Well, I, I think the I, biggest I got was 280. Yeah. But um it was it was fucked up because it's just like uh so she wanted to she competed a bunch of times like 5 years ago at like a fairly high level. So it's like Yeah, she, no shit. Look at those yeah, pictures. She, she knows she knows her way around competition. So, you know, we had been uh we started kind of like dating in I think about August, so it's been about a year now. And uh Congratulations. We started getting really awesome. She's Fucking phenomenal. Love of my life. Completely, easily, easily. I'm trying to just keep this like lighthearted and funny and be a sarcastic dick, so I'm just gonna No bro. We're, we're not we're not yeah. even gonna go into those Nobody waters, did. but I'm genuinely happy yeah, for I, you. I am, I'm happier than I've ever been. That's before. awesome. Although although for, uh, I'm gonna say, although for all the uh fitness uh she looks like she can bake a cookie too. Oh my god. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's literally she's gonna become a millionaire off that's of that. the, uh, like, <laughs> We had these cheat meals every every uh, Sunday or mostly Sunday, sometimes Saturdays, but like they'd be we'd go out to dinner and then we'd literally come back and she would like bake these like epic fucking cookies. And the cool catch to it, I was just telling uh, I was we uh, went on vacation with her family or went to her family's house on vacation earlier this week. And I was just telling her sister in law or really she's really her sister, I mean all intents and purposes. Uh, she's like the stereotypical like dad with duct tape. You know how duct tape fixes everything. Yeah, fixes everything. But get this with cheesecake. Oh shit! Everything's cheesecake. So she's like, all right, I'm making Oreo peanut butter cookies stuffed with cheesecake. <laughs> Fucking awesome. Next week, all right, I'm making peanut butter bacon toffee cookies stuffed with cheesecake. I'm like that is fucking awesome. I. She's I, like, she's like, I am making a giant container of cheesecake stuffed with cheesecake. <laughs> so your girlfriend needs to meet the wife and uh, share some tips on uh, the baking. Here's the tip. tip: put cheesecake in everything. <laughs> just, just put cheese. Yeah, I had prime ribs stuffed in with cheesecake. Awesome. Yeah, but Marco, they're working out. The fucking the, the radiator. Gonna... The radiator in the car is broken. Yeah. Fill it with cheesecake. <laughs> 
and it'll taste phenomenal. Like, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have your wife making cheesecake every week, and you're just gonna be four hundred pounds. I think we've all come to the conclusion that this 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 gain of mine is not stopping anytime soon. <laughs> that next weight loss challenge isn't really gonna be a, a challenge to see who like is the best at losing weight. It's gonna be a challenge to see if I can survive. Well, as far uh, as like, we're concerned, it's a spectator sport. Like I'm not like weight like I know back in the day it would always be like. Anytime I felt like, ah, oh, man, I got, I just don't feel it. Like, like, like Drew's the one that, like, always like, oh, you're gonna do this, and we're gonna make you this big, and blah blah blah. And, and he did, he did. Um, but now, I, I, I don't know. Listen, like, I want to get back into shape, Drew. Like, Ben and I keep talking about it. We keep <laughs> talking Paul about it. Talk. Like, listen, listen. Hey, I was Anthony when when I competed with him. Yeah, yep. I got down, and I'm like thinking, oh man, I had gotten down before, like, you know job changes and all this shit yeah. to like uh to like 180. Yeah, you look great. <laughs> like, like that that uh that uh uh like uh, saying, Halloween I've, picture. I've passed that 205 mark several times. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I'm a back and forth. Past the 205. Like after after the year of hell in Ocala, I was like 205. Yeah. Um I was I'm just just fucking emaciated. Um I've I found a comfortable weight about 215. But once like once uh, ben got hired on my job, and we just really started. I started experiencing uh, Latin food and how good it is. Uh, thankful, uh, thanks Not to only Ben. That, but I've I've taught him about the wonderful uh, little fucking kitchens that are in these out of the way like they, they, convenience stores and gas stations, bro. That you would never think I sh- that you could. It was safe to be safe to eat that stuff, and it's like the best food we have. Yeah. So now, the question spo- is, is it safe? Spoiler alert: It doesn't matter because it's delicious. All right, all right. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I've never gotten sick. Yeah, off yeah I, I listen, listen. Is this broken glass and band aids? Well, yes, but the it, seasoning's it, what a it tastes amazing. This it was, is like peanut butter it was chocolate. Cooked on a fantastic grill. But because of all that, now I find myself for the first time in my adult life just gaining weight. Oh, like, it's my I, fault. I was I was two thirty five when I when I when I uh, stepped on the scale last night. And I went. I remember when two thirty five was a fantastic number for me. That means I put on like twenty pounds of muscle. Let, let me. Let, you want to talk about eating? Let, let me tell you about the the twenty four hours before and like the forty eight hours after my show. So, and, and just so everyone knows, you do compete competitively now in yes, bodybuilding. Yes. Okay. So yeah, I, I always I, I I try and stay in somewhat decent condition year round. I always have some resemblance of abs uh, given the lighting. And I was floating around two sixty. Or who you're standing next yeah. to? Exactly, exactly. So it's like if I if I stand next to an average human being, I'm shredded. If I stand yeah. next to my girlfriend, I look like a fat piece of shit. Yeah. But um, you know, it's such insane. Is, such is life. But um, the funny thing is, this whole thing started. You know, um, you know, we've been together for about a year, and uh, like I said, phenomenal. Everything's going great. Yeah. It has been since day one. Um, January, she wanted to get back into competing. She was finishing up and getting her BSN in nursing. Uh, she put herself through nursing school, worked a full-time oh job. God, just before this did it COVID fucking nonsense. And then essentially oh. wanted to get back into competing again. She had about five years prior. So she picked a show, I believe that was supposed to be in, uh, I think, April. So January, February, March, April. So it was supposed to be like a three-and-a-half, four-month prep, which is normal. So, you know, 12, 16 weeks is normal for competing or getting into yeah. a bodybuilding show. So for the first month, I was like, you know what? Like, just uh, I just want to support you, and because um, you know, I'm I'm literally I'm, I want to be perfect in this relationship, and because she deserves it. So I'm trying to do everything in my power to support anything that she does. So my whole thing is, you know, it's like I'm I'm a, I'm a full time uh, coach for uh, mostly training. I focus on, but I have nutrition clients. Uh, work at a high end gym, so I have clients all day, online clients and whatnot too. And you know, lo and behold, I mean, I'm finally high end gym is like. 
being real modest. It, it, like it's, that yeah. fucking gym is it, it, It's one of, the, one of the best gyms in the country. Yeah, yeah, it's it, very slowly gaining a lot of recognition in the industry, which is cool because my, the guys I looked up to are now becoming my peers, which is really cool. It's, like if um, I lived in that area, I'd be upset that I couldn't afford to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's, it's a bit pricey. I want to put a high price tag on it. Mm. But um, I, I'm getting everything that I wanted to get from wrestling in terms of like significance and recognition, and I'm not getting it by trying to get it. I'm getting it because I'm truly passionate about my and job. And you're not hurting your body. Exactly. Well, I'm not landing on it. Yeah, you're not landing on it. I fall significantly less. But, um, 100% less yes. concussions. Yes, there has been. Uh, I've stopped at number 13, and 14 has yet to come. So I'm trying to, trying to keep it that way. Although I fucking smashed the fuck out of my head on a lap pulled on bar today, so I might be at 14. <laughs> So sorry, you might baby, be concussed right now. So I'm, I'm, when you I, don't remember this conversation yeah, tomorrow, I was we'll say, I, I've been I've also been banned by my girlfriend from getting any more concussions. So uh, it's um, I, um that's that's good advice. Yeah, no, I, mean, yeah. It, I mean, it's better advice than get concussions. So that <laughs> yeah. would be that would be. A it seems thing. like something that most people like. That's that's easy to work around. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, my wife put that same ban on me. I couldn't promise her. Yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> between between just the two of us, even how many times have we been knocked on? I've uh, listen. Um, I know I've had like. four four or five like bad concussions. How many times have we blacked each other out? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, maybe you've concussed say, each other. Like, oh, like, more than likely. Like the, the, the top rope belly to belly. Because by the time, but, by the time we were just having, oh, in, in yeah. the ring, we've both been through the fucking ringer, so we probably were concussed as we were you're fucking working. Remember, as, as you slowly start to think about that, you're going to remember the failed top rope belly to belly suplex where I fell up the ropes and then you <laughs> fell onto your head over me as I fell onto the back of my head. <laughs> That it's was, funny. I don't remember it. I'm, there might be a reason for that. <laughs> it was the, fun, the funny thing is, it was a fucking spectacular match. It looked great. It was one of my favorite matches. It but that great. one spot, yeah. it was supposed to be the whole, you were climbing the top rope, and I'd run up and do the Kurt Angle overhead belly. I think belly. we... I, but it, it, did... did it looked like we fixed it, right? Well, I mean, I essentially gave you like the Vader on the top rope, and yeah. then you fell on top of each other. So I, it looked dude, like I, something. I haven't it looked like match. something. <laughs> I mean, something happened. That's for damn. As sure. long as neither was us stood there, and we're just like shrugging, going, "Oh, something." <laughs> so, I mean, we had some interaction between that. We had the uh, we had the Winter Soldier uh, crossbones match. I think you, yeah. you were you were dead in that ring for about fifteen minutes. <laughs> in the ring for fifteen minutes. The longest the sell of all time. I think the down. only reason he may have gotten up was at that time. It was. They were ready to pack the ring up. I think. I know they're trying to get the canvas off. Like they were trying to get the ring down, but I was. Uh, that that's when um, I got all riled up, and for the first and only time in his life, Jackie de-escalated the situation. <laughs> you got riled up, no? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a weird thing. That's when the the cosplay chicks were 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 talking on the microphone during our match, and I got progressively more and filled with rage. And then Ben's the shaking. Me. What? Did we take a bump on the like commentating table? We, I do. We bumped everywhere. We did something like that. Yeah, I we, have a photo of someone upside down in a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> that pops up on my Instagram from time to time. I just repost it. You just call it. You were like, you put me in the trash can. I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. It's usually like a girl. Because it was like it was a cosplay wrestling thing. So I figured it's like, man, this is an easy payday. There's nobody here. We'll just have a great time. Now Drew wants to go in the trash can. This is going to get weird from here. Yeah, and, and, and thus it did. <laughs> Remember, uh, we weren't supposed to go near somebody's like camera equipment, so we went near somebody's purposely. Camera equipment yeah, don't ever, don't ever tell, don't ever tell a professional athlete not to do something. Especially when they're dickheads. Yeah, especially us. Like, <laughs> by that time, we had just given up so much. Well, that, that was, give that was Eric's more. stuff, and we kind of liked Eric. So yeah, I don't know, but. I, listen, man. The only thing I remember about that is mm-hmm. is uh, how nobody was there. <laughs> we just had as much fun as we could, and then I almost. Uh, I almost destroyed a bunch of cosplayers' merchandise slash livelihoods. 
Well, I mean, you, you, funny you mentioned no one was there. Did I ever tell you the story of? I'm telling like 20 sidetrack stories here, but that's what we do. Did I ever tell you the story? <laughs> oh, we'll of, never uh, get back to any of. No, them. no, no. I don't even remember the first jump off point. We're dead. We're dead in the water. Remember the story of Jesse Sorensen's retirement match? No. Me versus Jesse in the main event in a strip club in front of three people. Holy fuck! How so did I miss refused, that? We refused to actually have a match, so we just dueled with plastic spoons. That's fantastic. I put twenty-five plastic spoons in my boots and just kept pulling them. It out seems it, it seems like the appropriate way for Jesse to have walked away from the ring. Yep, yep. <laughs> it just so seems appropriate. The last time he worked. I mean, I think he might be trying to do something at some point soon. But I think right it, now, I one. think in the back of our minds, there's always that. What would it take? Well, this is the scenario. Then you kind of get excited, but for me at least, I realize like, oh wait. But the state of the wrestling business is this. So this is none, none of this is ever going to happen. No, it's a, there's no dream. <laughs> ma- my, my last match was at a fucking brewery with Mike Reed. Like, my fucking God. And my that? first match was eating ass. Oh, so <laughs> tripping. I don't know if you, met, you know this part, but I'm talking to him in the back where the walk, where you have to walk up the stairs to go through the right, curtain right. Out, to the, out to the ring where the stage is. Where I'm about to wrestle no one. And yeah, he's a run out. Yeah, he's gonna. I like the guy he was supposed to wrestle wasn't there, and then he was gonna act no, mad. Our and last match, my last match was Marco and I set up a feud that didn't happen. Right, he ran in later. For you. Which just seems so appropriate. But so but hard to feud in professional wrestling. It just never <laughs> he, but earlier, when he's trying to go out for his non-match, quote unquote, I'm air quoting. Uh, he's talking to me, and as he turns, he's, he's like literally. At the, he's, he walks up the stairs, wipes out, does a shockmaster, bam, right on. On the ground, places a face plant right before the curtain. I was almost, wishing he would have done it right through almost the through the curtain. Almost, the, and it's so funny because that's the last time I've been in a ring too. And the funny thing is, the curtain was two feet from the ring, so you would have bumped and rolled. It would have so, been phenomenal. I'm for so that sad to I wasn't recording think, that think at the time. Shit for one minute, all right? In fucking Ronin, we had this giant setup, this huge main event that actually had people there at the time. And yeah, like at least two fifty. Giant yeah. fucking run in a fucking Marco Van Terminator into a pile of chairs across the ring. I'm fucking bleeding. I'm fucking dead. Marco cuts his fucking scathing promo. Fucking throws the belt down. Bam! We're set for six months of fucking of of like this and high profile. Neither one of us theater. were ever. And then we never went back. Never went back. We never went back because like Trevor's like you're gonna steal the belt and hold up my company. And I'm just like you're a. Fucking no, that's the other guy working for you. That Alex that doesn't that you put the belt on and then he never shows up again. <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing is, that's the first time I met you in person was, really? was at that uproar. Bullshit. And it was after Al wouldn't come and do the at least drop the belt because it's, it's, after they had put contractual the, disputes. Whatever. And so so the funny thing is <laughs> funny thing is the first time I met you, and now I know you've come a long way. You're like, a, you've become the science project for professionals. Instead of when I met you, you were taking something <laughs> to like a like a, the a suntan, the Russian shit, and you showed up like purple, <laughs> purple and extremely dried out. And first of all, that was an injection for tanning. He okay. was he was Thanos before the invention yeah. of well, Thanos. He, the, he, <laughs> he literally showed up uh, like reddish purple, and I was like. I, I like I couldn't take my eyes off you, and I was like enjoying our conversation so much because it, it kept you in front of me. You walked away. You walked away, and he was like, "Why is he purple? He's purple. Why is he purple?" And I'm like, "Well, Drew likes to experiment." <laughs> so, so our conversations have led up. Why? Well, well, he said, "He said I'm sorry if I'm because you were like drying out from it too, and so you were kind of like." You kind of like uh, like skin peeling or something, 
And so you were like around your lips or something. So you like apologize for that. And in my head, I'm going, does he realize he's also purple? <laughs> was that the same show that, 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 that you and Natalia got just like. I'm not sure if it's the same one, but there was a show where Natalia and I went outside like two or two hours before the show started. And Aaron Agony had a one hitter. Yeah. And I took this fucking monster drag off of it. No, it might have been a joint. I don't remember what it was. I took a monster drag off it, and I swear to this day, it was laced with something. Bro, I, they were I, I like paranoid for two hours. She and I were, were all I could concentrate oh, on. God, you scared the shit out of me. I just said, is Aaron Agony still alive? You started shaking your head. No. Oh, no, no, he is. But like jovially. So I'm well, I mean, I mean, his physical form we know is still for like For like three hours, it was just a struggle to, yeah. to exist. Um, like I, I was just having this. The show's trouble. about to begin. I go to like say something to Natalia, and she's just sitting in the chair shaking she's like eh, i don't know what to do i don't I'm like what happened and then ben's shaking i'm like what happened like oh we took a hit off agony sick me and agony had smoked before the show and i'm like uh what did he give you guys right and mark so mark goes uh can you watch the merch booth for me i am ripped to the gills and i'm like can i watch uh, and i'm like uh I don't know, but I could try. <laughs> and then I was like sitting back there with Izzy for like two hours playing grab as. And when someone wanted something, I don't know what I sold it for. But if we we made sales. I, I handed him money at the end of the night. <laughs> Is this for sale? Sure. Here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, if it's here, I think it is. Well, there's a bunch of free merchandise gave out tonight. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of theoretical Most, money switched hands. But see, Izzy, Izzy wasn't high, so I'm sure that everything was right. I just don't know. I don't, I don't ask me to do the math. And you know what? That's the thing I fucking hate the most about Uproar, is I genuinely enjoyed Uproar. Oh, it shows. was my favorite show to do, and it didn't shut down or close down or stop running because it was lack of funds, lack of crowds, lack of anything. It's just that Mark got tired of the boys. I, 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 yeah, I contributed to it was, I, was, I was an asshole about money. I was just like, I'll come in for X, Y, and Z. And he's like, we really don't have that. I'm like, wow, that sucks. And like, I just kind of paused and waited. I remember that agreed. because like the beginning, you wanted to work, and it was like I was the through between you and him with the money thing. And, 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 and yeah, But you were just like, bro, I live right down the street. Like, Just give me something. Yeah. I, ended up, I ended up going a little easier. So it's like, yeah. time, I don't know, I was being an asshole about But money. they were the best times, man. They were, they were so much fun. Like The show was oh. great. So it's just like the, the yeah, I mean they were they were and Jared was still there, like yeah. just getting into like editing and stuff. Ludak so was fucking fun. there yeah. for those too. Just yelling angry <laughs> things. <laughs> well at least he had his pants on for most of it. Oh, yeah. I mean yeah. I mean there were there were <laughs> I'm just, well the the stand up comedy thing yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Did you see that photo where he's on stage with his no. pants around? He just drops like, his pants in the middle of like a punchline of a joke or something. Well, it's like, I mean, so far, I mean, I love Mike to death, but like, I don't know if you listen to this, Mike, I'm sorry, but it's like, I mean, I've, I've like a few clips of the stand up I've seen has been like, hi, I'm Mike, fuck you, laugh. Like, that's about it. There's a few people, though, that, that sounds, are going to like buy that CD, sir. I'm sure, I'm sure No, that more. sounds good, exactly but, like what yeah. he did. It's, like, <laughs> it's, it's like, hi, I'm Mike, laugh, your mom's a whore. Like, <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm fat and I'm miserable. The end. <laughs> now you laugh and pay me. <laughs> I like drugs. Give me money. Listen, we will always have the story of the bottle of Jack Daniels at cosplay fucking dating game. Oh, do you know this? Downtown story? Fort Lauderdale. So they we had downtown Fort Lauderdale. There used to be an Irish pub. I forget the name of it. Dubliner. D the Dubliner. And we had a. We were doing because we were doing the cosplay wrestling and. Uh, 
Jenny worked there that they arranged a night where we could do like the dating game because that was like a real popular thing hosted by Cobra Commander and you would have three characters and you'd bring someone up on stage and the characters were in character doing their character things and she'd pick one of them. And that was the night earlier in the day Hudak caught his girl, his best friend and his girl cheating on him. So he was the Punisher and he he was was in such character that night. By uh, he first of all, he killed an entire bottle of Jack that I had to pay for. An entire bottle of Jack in like the hour and a half or two hours we were there doing it. Uh, Jenny's like, uh, I need you to pay for a bottle of Jack. I'm like, he. I, I thought the drinks were free. She goes, Yeah, but he drank an entire bottle by himself. I'm like, Oh, okay, I'll gladly pay for that. That's <laughs> awesome. He was. He didn't even seem altered. Like, that's how much of a hollow leg he is. But then, he was so like. In his own head with everything that was going on. And, and uh, he's doing the character. So when they're talking, when they asked him his questions, they would all turn into him tying some guy to a chair and skinning them alive <laughs> and whatever. I may or may not have led him with some oh, of these yeah, questions. you were hosting it. Of course you were. And <laughs> I, see, how and, far can we make this go before someone gets uncomfortable? And in the middle. until somebody's seriously in danger. Bro, like he in, talked about skinning a dude alive. In a basement somewhere. <laughs> And, and this the, poor girl. While, while the girl, <laughs> while the girl has to watch or something, it was it was insane. It was so and I get a tug fun. on my shirt, and it's Johnny, who's like the bar manager of the place, <laughs> who knew us and was. I like I've had some really good times with Johnny downtown, but he goes, uh, uh, he's uh, disturbing the people here. Uh, I said, oh, don't worry, it's almost over. <laughs> like I was like, there was no way I was gonna rein him in. I wasn't gonna like sneak up on stage and give him the hook or anything. I was enjoying it too much. And that that was the same night that I was like, don't worry, we're on question three. It's that, only a few more minutes. And that <laughs> was and that was the same night where uh, he got kicked out of the clubhouse. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. That's not. No, oh, that dude, night he then we came. Of- we came oh. back. <laughs> we came back to the office slash clubhouse. He continued to drink, <laughs> and he left. With Frank Stone and maybe someone else to go slash the oh, guy's that's tires. Right. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Other things girl. to do that night. <laughs> we were just a stop At like on four his. in the morning. I'm like, where are you guys going? And Frank's like, I think we're going off to slash that dude's tires. <laughs> and so he's like, I'm just keeping an eye on Mike. You know? And I'm like, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Have fun. Have fun. But that backtracking a little bit. Yeah. So we tried to start a feud at Ronin. After this massive main event, so fuck it, I'm going to side note again because we were talking about Jack Daniels before. <laughs> that was the same night. Bruce. The last time booking, booking Ronin. So I wanted literally all my friends in the business at one show. So I literally booked everybody. And half the guys I had to throw into fucking, like, half the boys were in fucking just bullshit throwaway matches. So I'm like, all right. Well, there was a like, big, like, rumble or something, right? It was just random shit. Like, yeah. I got, like, you know, I want, like, Bruce, Santee, and Bucky to come down. So yeah. I had nothing else to do with them. <gasps> so that I was just, the night that Bruce was so, his sobriety was broken. I, yeah, so I threw them into a random six-man tag match <laughs> with a couple of the regulars. I don't want to mention names because you can say, listen, I don't want them to be embarrassed. No, 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 no. Uh, We're all out of, you're all out of wrestling business. All right, cool. So MLW superstars. Yeah, light a match. <laughs> so it was basically Bruce, Bucky, and somebody else versus MLW. And um, <laughs> so it's uh, just <laughs> Bruce, right, 
couple months prior. It's the Bruce best description had, of that Bruce match. Drank a little too much, which was normal for Bruce. I mean, Bruce was a heavy drinker and heavy everything. <laughs> was, is, will be again. But he was sober for a good six months, which I'm pretty sure he had said was like the longest he had been sober since he was like 18. Uh-huh. So, right. Like, and like things were flourishing at work. His job was going great. Like his relationships were awesome. Like just everything was going excellent. Bruce was an actual living human being. But wait, I like how he said his relationships were awesome. <laughs> Oh, that, was, that was pluralized on purpose. I, I feel as though if I didn't do that and he heard this, he would be offended. Yeah. So, Let's give Bruce all the credit he deserves. So that his relationships were going awesome. FYI, I'm not condoning infidelity. They all knew about each other as far as I know. Right. They were on board but, uh, or they were out. Yeah, exactly. That's part of the agreement. But uh, six months sober and everything was going great. I'm like, Bruce, I'm sorry I don't have like a, like a particularly good match for you. I'm just going to throw you in a six-man, but come down. I, I got negotiated him a decent amount of money. Came down with uh, with Jensen, the guy on Airbnb or whatnot. Like good weekend, like good weekend planned. <laughs> the match was was so bad, so bad. Bruce kicked open the door of the locker room. It's a wrestling locker room. There's a bottle of Jack Daniels. Of right. No, no, no big. Sh- I think it was so we could take shots of it because we were gigging for the main event, so we wanted mm-hmm. to bleed and thin our blood and just drink. I, by the way, for some reason, I was I was I wasn't supposed to be in that side of the locker room for whatever reason. But for that moment, I was standing right by Santi as he uttered the words. Listen, <laughs> you were the bottle. Of you Jack were where Daniels. you needed to be at that time. That's correct. I was where God intended Fucking me. Storms up the Barrington and just goes Barrington Hughes. <laughs> I want to let you know that for the past six months, I've been completely sober. Best <laughs> six months of my life. Everything's going great for me. I finally kicked alcohol, and I have not had a single desire to drink until tonight. You are so fucking bad that you, you alone, have driven me back to alcoholism. This one sip will lead to a downward spiral for the next six months of my life that I don't know that I'll be able to crawl out of and it's all your fucking fault because you are so fucking bad at wrestling and instantly starts chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels and I, I swear to god this was six years ago he has been drunk as fuck ever, ever since. since most of it is implied but the best part about that wasn't just seeing Bruce just chug a fucking bottle of Jack because he was just like fuck it this is the worst it's gonna get but watching after it was all over watching Barrington in the corner I was like Man, I don't know how much more a man could be defeated without being physically struck. Listen, that was, the, that was. Wait a minute. That was the sixth. That was the sixth time he's cried in a locker room. Oh God. The, act, the aftermath, sitting in the crowd, watching him uh, elbow drop Chamberlain in the balls like fifteen times in front of me. Oh my oh, goodness. Bruce. That's because Bruce was drunk. Yeah. Bruce was drunk. Yeah, but that was early. He wasn't even drunk yeah, when he was yeah, chasing Amy Rose. That was, that was no. He was just trying to listen. <laughs> I'm going to say something without saying something. But I was with Bruce one night with Jensen and a bunch of the people out. And he goes, he confides that he has a couple things on his bucket list that he's after. One of them, one of them is that. And the other ones, he wants to bang an old lady with no teeth. Those were the two. I hate okay. to break this to you. He wasn't confiding you. That was public knowledge. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just trying to use fancy that words was, for the that podcast. That was plastered in a group thread on Facebook. Yeah, that's that what his activities page on his Facebook page, okay? Like, he, he has his list. And that old woman and Amy Rose are both on This there. is a man. Listen. <laughs> or, an Amy Ro- or an Amy Rose. Bruce Santee is not afraid of posting anything on Facebook, sir. Right. <laughs> He's done the time to prove it. Mm. I think 
that was the incident that caused the sobriety that Barrington. I think so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The threatening of the cop on yep. the online that got him in trouble and the job and the yada yada yada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that son of a bitch is as close to a living legend as Florida independent wrestling. Was. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, but, uh, he's. It's, Dear God. I Pretty think, much everybody in that class. I don't, I don't think there's another guy on the scene that has more unders he than Bruce. He yeah, worshipful unders. Spinning back fist. Yeah, he has no formal training. He just did a spinning back fist. So my favorite Bruce Antti story. I just want to tell because it's one of the best things I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm so glad he likes me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I had such a fantastic conversation with Bruce after uh, at Jackie's at, at Jackie's funeral. Where I was just like, why couldn't I have experienced this, Bruce, like, at all times? Because it was just great. It was just great. I love Bruce to death. Well, because at Ronan, he saw you work, and he had, you gained his respect. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because before that, I was just <laughs> fucking... Oh, that's right. You told me. You said, yeah, he came up to me yeah. after Ronan and really... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Said the, said the kind, gave you the kind words. He's one of the few people who's like, when they give you kind words, you just sit back and you're like, I finally did something worth doing. <laughs> Finally did something worth doing. It was an ASW show up in fucking. Uh, it's a bar show in fucking uh, Port Rich, not Port Richie, uh, 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 fucking Lakeland or some shit like that. Actually, no wait, this was Tampa. This was Tampa. It was ASW in Tampa, and I was fucking. It's the first time I'd worked away from South Florida. I was doing a bullshit gimmick. Didn't matter. What did matter was he worked Aaron Epic, who was the champion that night, as Bruce had come in for the first time in forever, and Aaron was just having, you know, how how he likes to work, yeah. just having the most unrealistic fucking well, this possible is on, match. This is on my list of things I was supposed to eventually bring up on the podcast. Good job. Oh. <laughs> and uh, so we're all in the locker room, and the ASW locker room is like the back of like a, it was like a back billiard room and everything. It was kind of cool. We had couches, all kinds of shit. It was a big room, too. And uh, it was the end of the show, and uh, they had their match, and there was a curtain, six feet, and then the ring, and this billiard room with no ceiling. So you heard everything. They got exactly two spots in, and then I hear, "Are you fucking blown up?" <laughs> and I go, "Oh, what? What happened?" And then like the entire locker room's ears go towards the curtain and go, "You're fucking blown up." So Bruce Santi then spent the next 15 minutes blowing up Aaron Epic. <laughs> he was supposed to go under, you know, of course, just took the belt. Seems about right. Rolled him up, took the belt. I, he said something to the effects of, this is now mine till you've earned it. <laughs> um, the entire locker room starts to clear. From the entrance to the backside, I don't know what's happening because, you know, I'm... How many people were at that show? Because they... Uh, the that, bar shows usually had about, I'd say, like 20, 30 as people. as much as you guys heard of it, it was for benefit for you guys, but everyone heard that shit. Yeah, no, everyone. Yeah. They, there was like 30, 40 people in the entire fucking bar. Everyone heard Bruce, mm -hmm. and everyone witnessed Bruce embarrass Aaron Epic for about 15 fucking minutes. The whole locker room starts to shift. I don't know what's happening, but I'm like, you know what? If everyone else is going, this might be one of those rare times to join the crowd. So I just kind of like shifted, you know, back with everybody. Cleared space. Basically. It's a cleared space. So the so the half of the locker room where everyone dressed is fucking clear. Aaron, Aaron comes in, sits down, and like just, I mean, he's he's so blown up. He's fucking beat red. And then Bruce comes in and just, just, I mean, the verbal like beat down was 
and, the, and we're, we're talking, you could hear a fucking needle drop. It was Bruce and only Bruce holding court. Yeah. Everyone, fucking Eddie tore everyone. It's just like, oh, sit back and watch this shit happen. I think most people were just like, I guess we just need to be a witness in case, you know. Epic dies tonight. Well, that, that's like the story of the fucking Ring Warriors blow up. Yeah. You never heard a grown man yell before? <laughs> <laughs> and you fucking, he's hammered and he's screaming. Like, who, who had the belt there? Five fucking Ring Warriors. Who fucking like knows? He goes, uh, he goes, uh, no, somebody's supposed to, he's supposed to drop the belt to somebody. And he's like, this fucking sack of shit's 120 fucking pounds soaking wet. Somebody call Cahagas. I'll drop the belt to Cahagas. You know what? Fuck Cahagas. Get Drew Donovan down here. I will drop this belt to Drew Donovan. I barely knew Bruce at the time. I had never worked for Ring Warriors, and I was not on the show. I was at home. So Larry calls me and goes, can you, like, calm Bruce down? Like, what's going on? I go, I, I barely know Bruce. What the fuck are you talking about? Like, I thought you guys were like really tight. Like yeah. I'm like I know him on like, Facebook. He's I like demanding you to them. come take the belt. Like, Bruce bit his drunken like, mind. Was like, who's the first guy I know who knows how to bump and looks like a man? Oh, okay. I'm like, what, the, what, what, what do you mean calm down? He's he's here, drunk in the locker room, screaming that he will only drop the belt to you. I'm like, well, tell him I said thanks, but like. I'm making pancakes and I'm not wearing any pants. I'm not taking this fucking booking last minute. Was that like, when they were filming? They must have been when they were filming in Tampa. Yeah, because yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I remember I was close by, but I'm like, I'm not going to this fucking show last minute. Like, it's like, no, like, you want me to come win your belt? Might, might have been an opportunity to really hold them up for some money. Though. I was like, fuck, like a month ago, you wouldn't fucking book me now. You want me to fucking get the belt because Bruce is drunk having a fucking conniption fit? Gee, I mean, it was, it was cool. I was like, hey, thanks, man. Like, whatever. And I just remember he, he gave, like, he was like, I'll be back in a month. You better fucking shape up kind of shit, like, and just, like, walked off kind of thing, you know? I don't and, think he ever came back, did he? No, no, he did. Oh, and, did he? and I think he came back, and then Aaron and him had a good match. So, like, it's like, you he know, so everybody, everybody, you know, talks shit about the old guard and how they handle business, but Aaron and Epic became a better worker because of yeah, that exactly. shit. Like, Bruce knows how to work at the end yeah. of the day. I mean, that's how everybody used to be, for better or worse. Well, you know, just, you know, real men don't exist anymore. Oh, I know. Have you seen AEW? <laughs> really anything, for that matter. But. Sir, sir, listen, I agree with you 100%. Orange Cassidy is one of the entertaining things I've ever seen in a wrestling yeah, program. He'd be entertaining if he was doing anything. He That's a hundred percent true. A hundred percent true. Hang out with the fuck. <laughs> but, uh, so, like, all right, let's go. I mean, we'll, we'll get on the top quick topics so we don't get too far by it. We've tried to start feuds in like three major companies. <laughs> We're going back Ronin, to this. the fucking new second cosplay shit. Both those. Go, well, one company we quit. We quit Ronan. Yeah. The other cosplay place just shut down and never ran again. Well, it's because I um um I told him a thousand dollars per night to book the shows, and he shows up with thousand dollars for two shows and i'm like ah, no 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 that's like, not exactly what that's not exactly it. currency he uh. he he went to us like the week of and said well we'll see how one goes and if we can do the second one because he was like because see how ticket sales are and i go and i'm like irving we can't we've already booked the shows put yeah. sunday on hold right. on the contingency you could pay them either we're doing two shows and you commit to it or we're doing one show that's not how wrestling works people can't take their jobs off and then not go not get paid. People aren't going to come down and then not work. Yeah, you know, it's like that's that's that's, that's right. We reshuffled everything, and yeah. it was yeah, it was. Yeah. But it was a fun show. It was show. one great night. So that company <laughs> shut down, and then we set up a feud with another run in 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 uproar, and and that company shut down. So basically, you jumped me and beat me up in two companies where we never worked again. <laughs> we never have a. And fucking... then we established like an elaborate cosplay feud yeah. with an epic main event where I think we traded super kicks back and forth. I think when you we guys... did. We did. That's right. We traded like seventeen super kicks or something. Reason. It was so stupid. Like, God, I have that oh, st- all edited. 
I think one day you, me, and so, and maybe Anthony will sit and do a do like a, a riff track on our we own. We actually shit. have to do that. Yeah. We have to. We have to well, listen. Hopefully, hopefully now that now that you've gotten your cigarettes, we can do this more often. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, oh. my uh, my grandparents are still down here. Um, it's just it's works going. Good well, fine. Well, listen. If we have to run bodybuilding competitions down here and make sure Drew shows up, oh, we still have to at some point <laughs> get to the story of this contest prep that includes me eating Pringles and Sour Patch Kids while dehydrated while peeing in a Gatorade bottle. <laughs> And smoking I, menthols. I pee in a Gatorade bottle every day. For people who have no idea what it, it just you're in another level. <laughs> oh, right. All things that if you told me to do three years ago, I would have done without hesitation. Yeah, so Go get some menthols. I need you to smoke well, that. Wait a I just, I remember when we came up. I don't remember what we came up for, and we stayed over at your place for that one day. And you two were going to go to the gym, and you had like. These this lineup of things oh, that yeah. Marco was supposed to take before he was gonna go. Oh, yeah, yeah. I still do that. And it was That's like normal. it was yeah. like a little shot glass of salt water. There was a, a boner pill. Yeah. There was I don't remember <laughs> what else. Listen, Seattle, I'm, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. There was there was some like uh, it looked like uh, the shit the reanimator shoots into the fucking people bring back. <laughs> I, I remember the it was that color. And you're like, you're like, drink it all at once, or it's not like, going I rem- down. <laughs> I, I remember some of the long lines. If you've effectively taken like four doses of Cialis, you'll be all right, though. And I'm hey, like, I, was, what? I was in my car at the Redcon gym today, mixing all this shit in the fucking car. It's like I don't know what all this is, but my quads are going to be huge. And ironically, I do know what all of it is. It is weird because I look back at those pictures and I'm like, oh man, I'd love to look like that again. Then I'm like, oh man. Everything it took to get there with all that money spent on shit. Now, never mind. I'm good. Well, just like three years ago, that shit had Russian lettering on yeah. it. Now, exactly. now, now it's English. Oh, yeah. This is fucking like I started not even prep. I started dieting because I just wanted to support my girlfriend. Yeah. She competes at a high level. So I'm like, you know what, babe? I'm going to diet with you because who is. How, it's not but you fun. guys can't diet the same kind of calories and shit, can you? Well, not you? the same kind of calories, but the same type of food. Oh, okay. So it's just like, right. I'm not going to come home and eat a pizza while you're eating chicken. For God's sake, you're a grown man. So, <laughs> so, I mean. I've eaten three air chips today, everybody. I'm good. <laughs> Gets to that point. So I start dieting in January, and by like February, like I'm progressing pretty fast. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to compete too. And she's like, all right, well, let's do different shows like a week or two apart. That way we can help each other with the shows, like with the tanning and all the shit that goes into it at the very end. Plus, like by the time you make it to a bodybuilding show, you're fucking dead, anyways. Like, no energy, you feel like death. Like, the last couple weeks, you could probably be like easily robbed. Like, you could legitimately, (laughs) you could go to the Mr. Olympia and get the 10 biggest, baddest physiques on the planet, and like a 12 year old girl could kick the shit out of them. They feel so shitty. That's a fucking TikTok video. Just so depleted and whatever. My whole thing, there's a division called Classic Physique, and whatever, back when I got up to like 280, my blood pressure was the shit. It was fucking terrible. So I don't, I don't, I didn't want to be unhealthy, which is ironic because I ended the prep incredibly unhealthy. So I'm like, I don't want to get that big. I want my blood pressure to go up. So there's another, another division called Classic Physique that has weight classes based on your height. So I'm just under six feet tall. My weight class was 205 or under. So I'm like, fuck, well, you know, I went from 260 to like 245 the first couple, first month or so of the diet. So I'm like, well, that's a lot of weight to pull. But like, let me see if I can get down to 215, then I can take some diuretics and whatnot because that's a thing that we do and get yeah. water out and just make weight and then fill back up. So, you know, first show for both me and my girlfriend gets canceled. COVID, blah, blah, blah. I Second remember... Show. I think that was the one. Was that the one you messaged us originally for, like in Palm Palm yes, Beach or something? That was the second one. And you're like, so, the, well, okay, it's the second one. And we're like, we were planning, like you yeah, were like, it's yep. it's like next week or a week after. Yep, I was and we were gonna 
I was going to do my buddy Mel's show up in Tampa. That got canceled. So then there's another show down here. So I called you guys about that. That one got canceled. There's another one down here. That one got canceled. Long story short, like I said, you are prepped for 12 to 16 weeks, usually three to four months. Stretched on seven months till the fucking show happened. God damn. So a lot of people were bailing. I'm like, fuck this. I'm already dieting. So me and my girlfriend both, both made the decision to just stretch out and keep dieting. And we both like kind of messed ourselves up a little bit. I mean, me more so than her. She just ended up really having to extend her diet and suffering more than she should have. Yeah. My whole mentality was, let me throw in these supplements. Okay, mm-hmm. now it's been two more months. These are getting stale. Let me throw in these supplements. Let me change this. Let me change that. Let me change this. And I'm pushing the limits because I realize once I get down to like 2.30, my body does not want to be under 2.30. No, man. And the irony is like I spend my most of my young adult life, my teenage years, trying to get over 200. And now it's just like I'm like – I have to starve myself to get below 230. Yeah. So basically, I have to keep doing more cardio. I have to keep taking more supplements. And then I have to keep, you know, eating less. So where do you realistically have to be, like, the week before? The week before, like, 210 yeah. was, was where I wanted to get to be safe. Because I knew I could dry out down to that. Because I did a couple test runs. This is like yeah. talking to a UFC fight. Dude, well, it was fucking brutal. Yeah. So here's by the end of it. Now, the problem was to get to 210. The last m- six weeks of the diet, essentially, I lived off of... Three cans of tuna fish, three jars of baby food sweet potatoes, six (laughs) rice cakes, and two scoops of collagen protein. Not even whey protein, which tastes pretty good these days. Collagen protein, which is flavorless. Do they add sugar to that? Uh, baby food or is that nope, just no sugar okay. it was just the organic just pulverized pureed. sweet potatoes yeah, yeah. Okay. so it was like 800 calories and that's what I had to do to get my weight down holy fuck it got to the point where it's like again I work at a fairly high level gym I was pulling around a folding chair to sit down on to train my clients Jesus. and they all knew it was up and they all thought it was cool what I was doing so they didn't care so literally I was taking probably a gram and a half of caffeine among every other like pharmaceutical stimulant I could get my hands on to stay awake and stay alert so I could make it through an hour long training session and give somebody their money's, their money's worth only now I'm wheeling around like I'm Walmart Professor X in a folding chair <laughs> as opposed to actually standing up and being animated and whatnot this is, too. This is like the opposite of our my vision of when we were talking about the Jimny. Yeah. <laughs> Total opposite. Where we were going to paint you blue and you were going to appear as the Jim Genie would and be, give them like the worst advice. Would be amazing. But unfortunately, I was painted like jaundice and I was giving them good advice. You're that yellow bastard. Like it was so like one of my clients is an ER doctor. Like after the show, he's like, how do you do? I'm like, yeah, it went pretty good. I had fun, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you eating again now? You off everything? I go, yeah. He goes, good. Because I meant to tell you, you're getting, you're getting a little yellow there by the end. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, you were meant about, to tell me. Worrying about, like, a kidney failure and you, shit like Doctor, that. you meant to tell <laughs> but, me that, like, my liver was basically shutting down in front of your Like, eyes. with that lack of water and all those stimulants, you didn't get, like, fucking kidney stones or anything, did no you? No kidney stones, but they almost stopped working. But, um, I don't know if that's Christ, I don't know what's you, worse. You also missed his kidney but, uh, stones. You did, you did. Oh, you missed the asteroid from fucking Armageddon. I do want to hear about jagged glass coming out of your pee hole. He brought it over. I could not believe how big that fucking I still have it over in a little, little, like one of those paper shot cup kind of deals. Oh my god, I couldn't. This is Kristoff. He came out my dick. I found a little clear. I found a little clear case. It's in the clear case now. Now we might still get some. I might still get some resin. We need to encase it. We have to do something with it. Brisson, yeah, man, make make, resin like like a boxy resin. Oh, I thought you were gonna smoke your kidney (laughs) (laughs) stuff. That might be interesting. I bet there's a lot of THC in it. Anybody listening, if their money is right, I would consider something as asinine as that. Dude, we're starting to get listeners. Listen, I, I, I got think, bills to pay, man. I think we could drum up a few bucks for Things that. Things are going pretty good at work, man. You don't want to put that out. I, I don't know what I wouldn't pay to see some of your kidney stuff. 
But um, so, if yeah, the wife is listening, don't pay attention to the next. <laughs> oh, she, she, she knows I'm serious. <laughs> I know she knows she's she serious. Me well enough. <laughs> but, <laughs> she's like, am I going to be able to see her? She gets off work in like the next hour or so, and she wants to uh, well, well, say we got hi. Tomorrow too, right? Yeah, we got yeah, tomorrow too. Well, she. She works till uh, ten every night. You should, you should just the, giving her the frustrating answer. It's a guy's night. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> All right, so. All right. I'm literally, I have no energy. My workouts go to shit. I'm, I'm literally, my mission is just keep derailing through other yeah. stories. Oh, no, we've got like 15 different stories now. Anyway, so it doesn't matter. We'll find a different one. Remember, we get, we're yeah. coming back to us feuding and uh, at least another uh, segue or two. I, I think I fake covered that already just because the side stories are getting better. Yeah, they are but, getting um, better. Actually, the story of the, the bodybuilding show is actually the, the original topic. So now we've come full circle. <laughs> so I know we're, we'll leave three or four more times before it's done. We're, we're, we're not quite We'll finally get there, I promise. Exactly. But, um... So it's like, I, I feel like fucking garbage at this point. And the part that starts fucking with me is like, I love, tra- you guys know, I love fucking training. And for all like the sex, all the success I'm having in the industry right now, it's like, I sell some diet plans and meal plans and stuff like yeah. that. I prep some people for shows. I prep some lifestyle clients, uh, nutrition wise. But I usually do that supplementary because my whole, th- my niche I'm carving in this industry is writing workouts. I sell six week plans, 12 week plans. I write week by week plans for people. And that's really because I, I don't have a lot of competition in that realm. There's a few guys that are fucking brilliant. And there's a lot of guys that are kind of shitty, but there's not nearly as many as try to do nutrition because nutrition is like low-hanging fruit. Anybody with an Instagram with abs is selling nutrition plans. Yeah. Now, there's people that are incredibly good at it, and I'm pretty good at it myself, but I don't want to compete with the masses for that one too, yeah. at least not at this point. Not where there's money to be made in a different area where a lot of people aren't good where I'm very good. Not well, and and doing a couple competitions will help. Right, uh, it's, it's it's a promotion. Kind of gives thing, you a pedigree really, so. on your on your plans. And right, your, and at the very your least, services. It, it allows me to, um, to to dive into different areas. Yeah, which is cool. But like, so for this particular one, like, I, I basically last six weeks I had no energy, so I hated training, and it was fucking miserable because that's been like part of my identity for the longest time. That was my escape for years when I was in you know shitty situations and like yeah. fucking depressed. I mean, that was my like fucking salvation when my life started to change. That's been my career, my income. That's it's been my whole life. So I started hating it, and I was like, fuck, because I love thinking about it. Like I'm gonna map together the perfect training plan yeah. for Tuesday. And then Tuesday would come and I'd pick up the dumbbell and go, fuck Your this. body's just too tired. Because it just didn't want to do anything. Yeah. I've gotten a habit of going everywhere I needed to go 20 minutes early because I would just sit on my sit in my car with the AC on just scrolling through like Instagram to say I had no energy to stand up. Yeah. I had nothing done. My car filled up so much with garbage. Uh, my girlfriend lives an hour away in Sarasota. Like, I have one roommate in Tampa. We have a small place near the gym. It's just convenient. So, and it's very cleanly, very tidy. But my car literally filled up like I was living in it, like with just garbage. Yeah, well, well just... no, no, you do your thing, man. Yeah, I'm just gonna take this really quick. No, go ahead. Juice. I, I, do we do the pause? Can we put like a? Like I'm not the... pausing shit because last time I paused, it didn't re-record. Oh. <laughs> You can't be like, we're all going yeah, to the so movies. Uh, just, yeah. No, we'll just. No. Yeah. No, stuff. No. Can't find a good filler song or something. Um, I don't know. She's uh, trying to be polite and just text me. But. Okay. See, I, I specifically said to call, even though I'm currently doing a podcast. <laughs> so. I can't hear you. I said, I specifically said to call, even though I'm currently doing a podcast. I literally had no idea what you just said. I'm, I'm doing a podcast. But I called you specifically because I'm, I'm including you in it. Are you are you decent right now? Are you wearing clothing? Completely naked. Um, I'm actually I can see you, so I know you're not. So I'm gonna turn the <laughs> camera now. So. Completely naked right now. Are you actually completely naked? Yep, yeah, look like a troll doll. Completely naked. 
You're you're currently a nude troll doll. I'm glad <laughs> you didn't stop recording because this is gonna just get. <laughs> Well, we have no video. Yeah, we don't have any video. Yeah, but it's just the, it's the imagination that went wild. <laughs> All right, anyways, this is Ben and Marco. Hello. Nice to meet you, Ben. I think technically you met Ben last year when you FaceTimed me while I was here. So this is your one-year anniversary of meeting Ben. Oh, my anniversary. That's so sweet. She's more excited about yours than ours. <laughs> <laughs> I would be, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh, I got her with that one. You can't. I did. All right, you going to sleep? Mm-hmm. All right, now you have to go to work, so I will text you when I get back to the Airbnb. All right, call okay. me. Call me if you can't sleep. All right, I love you. All right, love you. Good night. That was beautiful. This girl really is fucking perfect. That is fantastic. You know how happy I am to see you this happy? That's fantastic. That is fantastic. But, um, all right, so where did I sidetrack from? Uh, you're you're, you're uh, creating as miserable. many plans, but you're miserable. You're 20 minutes in your car. Your car's filling up with trash. Um, right, so, yeah. It's a trash car. <laughs> Hashtag trash car. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the car was completely atrocious. I'll be staying there. We're going to get food at some point. Uh, you know what? Thank God that my plan of not eating all day is finally paying off. Um, what's close by? Uh, shit, there's a bunch of stuff. You know what's open still at this time of night? Uh, it's not. That's only nine thirty. Yeah, let's just save dinner for tomorrow. Okay, yeah. Oh no, the, yeah, we're definitely no, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, when we after we get off work, we're hitting you up and we'll we'll go out for an early meal, whatever, Perfect. man. Yeah, I'm yeah. Back from I'm just visiting. I'm going to train in the morning, see the grandparents, see my mom and sister. I'll be back at the Airbnb by like. Oh, that's yeah, it's, perfect. It's about when we're done. Yeah. We get done around three. We'd have enough time to, to, to so we can, shit, shower, and shave yeah, and all that shit. douche my balls. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> it's not every day, brother. In fact, lately, I don't shit other than when we're on work. We don't ever fucking leave the apartment. Oh, I thought you meant me watching my balls. <laughs> I assume that that happens more often than special occasions. Um, but you know what, Temples? Anything's possible. Well, either you'd be surprised what I call special occasion. <laughs> or, uh, or you're... Or you're grossly uh, overestimating my cleanliness. <laughs> now you got to be careful here because uh, because um, Grumpy Ben here is getting uh, he's starting to get a following. <laughs> so Jesus, Christ. this is fantastic, Drew. This is going to pay off. So Anthony huge. Anthony does these live TikToks on the weekends, right? And they get a decent. He has a pretty good following right now. They get he? he gets a decent crowd, dude. He's almost a legit influencer. <laughs> Holy shit! So because the thing is, those things are so comically bad. But you know what? Once he starts getting, once he starts getting that money from the promotions and shit, hey man. So, so we started selling shirts again. I don't know if you saw that or not. But uh, so he's been plugging those, and so I've been like, I've had to literally keep an eye on his lives to make sure he's not com- committing me to all promising new merchandise. <laughs> he's like, he's like every, every suggestion. Oh yeah, that's great. We'll do hoodies. Yeah, sweatshirts yeah, are we'll coming. Do, we'll do eye patches. And I'm like, motherfucker. No, we're not. We have a full jumpsuit coming out next. And week. it's like, it's like, what's this? We shit, motherfucker. I'm the one that's got to do it all. So I have to keep an eye on him. So then because, so then he starts to, Oh, grumpy Ben's back killing all our fun. <laughs> And the Grumpy Ben name kind of stuck. You're going to be famous as Grumpy Ben. He has TikToks of middle-aged women trying to make Grumpy Ben smile. (laughs) This is becoming awesome. 
Oh God! All right, yeah, I think I, I think I've reintroduced myself at the right time. And, and 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 he okay, and so he he also named him Angry Marco. Which I'm Angry Marco. Which, dead on. And so then he tries. To way call, to be creative. And so, well, it's <laughs> listen. Sometimes a nickname is pretty on the head. You are and, grumpy. And uh, you're pretty angry. <laughs> you're fucking angry. I am pretty Your angry. anger will sometimes fuel a thousand suns. But, uh, <laughs> so then he tries to he tries to pull a fast one and give himself a nickname. And one does not choose his own nickname. Yeah. He tries to go with handsome Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and he and his buddy had talked how like his TikToks are slow during the day, but they blow up overnight. Right. He's like big in Europe, like the Hoff, like Hasselhoff. Holy yeah. shit. So we, so we start, so uh, his buddy starts saying, no, you're the Hoff. And I go, yeah, Jack Hoff. <laughs> apparently there's a lot of people want Jack Hoff shirts now. <laughs> perfect. Fucking perfect. So yeah, it's a whole thing. It's the great job. thing about 15 years of bullshit in the wrestling business is a full understanding of how psychology works oh, we're going to make a goddamn mint like on, on, honestly <laughs> like that has helped me out so much with building my own brand because i understand marketing more than does it make you so like it makes me angry that i've acquired that knowledge like wrestling was such a, wrestling was eventually there was a positive that came out of everything exactly. does so it make you legitimately totally enraged we yeah. just like, god damn it we, we can't totally regret it because honestly <laughs> i acquired so many skills about just Psychology, marketing, <laughs> yeah. crowd control. that it's Reading a, people, all that shit, It's a man. brilliant business. Yeah. It's just full of complete idiots. That's so once, I mean. once I, can, I get him to fully commit, he's going to open his own TikTok, and it's going to be the Cobra Commander, that uh, I'm telling him the, the, the best thing will be trying to fuck with Anthony when you, try and pa when you start passing his numbers <laughs> because that's going to get over like a million bucks. What a fucking I'm working. Dude. I'm working on getting the voice back here, buddy. It's Perfect, taking some time. Yeah, it's, you know, you gotta and the, the voice did uh, a quite a bit of damage to the vocal cords. <laughs> <laughs> the, first, the first go around of almost 10 years of that shit. Got everything about wrestling. Although I got, a lot, I got a lot of hot tea now, so I should be all right. Yeah, I know, right? Fucking I thought hot, I, for a second I wasn't sure what hot tea meant. <laughs> you gotta hook up no, legitimate like hot English tea with honey so I can keep my voice and do this shit. Hot English tea with honey, I still think that's fucking going. Like, I'm like, what isn't he telling me when we're in the truck? You in your hours, <laughs> Forty hours a week in the truck and you're just revealing this now? Hot, hot tea with honey? Yeah. No, they're, they're, it's like I walked in on mom giving dad a push pop. No, there's pl hey, listen. <laughs> now it's Putin Pat. I've been to the deepest bowels of the internet. I don't know what a push pop is. Oh, my God. It's funny. As long as, as long as um, our great and wonderful president of Oz doesn't uh, take away our TikTok, we're looking, shaping up that uh, we can maybe do something positive by the end of 2020 into 2021. We, do, we have a lot of started, people making a lot of money. We have that. started referring to Anthony as our cash cow. Yeah. <laughs> we have to protect him at all costs. Roll with it. Whatever. Yeah. I'll, I'll go up there and bubble wrap it myself if I got it. <laughs> Fuck, no, oh, is... also, also, great side story. So Ben now has an uh, immortal enemy, Anthony's daughter. <laughs> Are we telling this? Um, I listen. So, I see the look of enchantment in Drew's eyes. He needs to know these things. So you're gonna love this. Um, <laughs> I found this wonderful lady, this young woman on TikTok. Her I love name, how the first part of the story makes you a horrible person. Her name is Caitlin Cohen. And she has a stutter. <laughs> and she's, quote, raising awareness. So she, like, answers questions, but she stutters through them. Mm -hmm. And they're wonderful. I, listen, she's making money. 
so I don't feel bad about enjoying these anymore. But me and Anthony, whoever sees the new one first sends it to the other. The problem is when I send him one and then he chuckles about it, his daughter gets upset and says he's being mean. And then he blames me, says, Ben sent it to me. And so now every time when he's on the phone and he happens to like mention, oh, yeah, this is Ben. She goes, oh, and we'll- Oh, You're feuding with your friend's daughter <laughs> over your ridicule of a handicapped woman. She's not handicapped, first of all. I mean, that's, that's She's a significant handicapped. She is perfectly navigating life. The best is, the best is She's she living has, her best life. She has a signature sign-off where usually at the end she has she struggles to form like the last end of the sentence. So she'll be in the beginning of an idea like, hey, the ants are walking up. The no, don't. <laughs> See, listen. Okay, bye. Never, and never, then she just says, okay, bye at the end of everything. And so, it's the it's like the 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 cadence of it and everything. Yeah. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. So I now always loudly sign off when I'm on the phone with Anthony. Okay, bye. <laughs> it does two things. Every single fucking time, it's like he goes, "All right, bye." I go, "Okay, bye." He chuckles and then says, "All right, bye." Like I make him laugh every single time with it. And two, sometimes his daughter's with an earshot of me yelling it through the phone. So essentially, you are the number one fan of a stutter I'm, awareness group spokesperson. I'm and not a over nun- that fact, you are feuding with a teenage girl. She thinks we're being mean. We're just enjoying it. We are enjoying it. And, and it's watching the videos as much. You're you're you're, you're paying her. Yeah. <laughs> she, she actually is making money. On and we're pensioning her here now. So twelve yeah. more people are gonna go follow her. Tell you're, you're being I'm generous. Well, <laughs> well, I'm gonna start. I'll start setting up to you. Now that you're back. Now that you're back in our lives. I will. I will. I will even download. Dad TikTok came back with the cigarettes and milk. <laughs> so bodybuilding show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so by the end of this, I'm completely miserable. So. I don't even want to make a judgment call on what to do anymore. So for like the peak week, now the last week before a bodybuilding show, you're already basically negative body fat. You're emaciated. You're basically zero carbs. So there's a process to carving back up and drying out all the water. So you basically, you, you end up in a better place. Now, at, at this point, like my body's already shot to shit because I've, I've added and taken away and subtracted so many supplements for seven months. For now. such a long time, for man. Seven months. And it's just like, I just train my ass in the ground, like cardio too much, like no calories, no recovery capability. Oh, I'm God. miserable. Like, I do not know how my relationship survived it because my girlfriend was hangry all the time and I was basically dead. I was basically, you know how, you know how, pain. because she is you. your, she is, she is your mirror. She's your female mirror. Yeah, she actually is. So in all, in you, all you, you were just you were you may have you may be the same person. Just like you we know. survived year one through a global pandemic and both dieting for seven months. Yeah, like we could survive. No, no, no real dieting. Not not. You, I don't want anyone to think like, oh, a diet. No, 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 real dieting. Like me on the keto diet. No, like, the fucking yeah. late night stream yeah. every <laughs> night. Like, like by the end of it, like, do you want to cheat on the diet and get a diet root beer? Blah, blah. <laughs> really not supposed to <laughs> but we'll get one small and we'll split it because we don't know if the artificial sweeteners cause water retention but they might like it was so fucking bad i'm drinking three gallons of water a day flushing everything out to dry out as it is i can't even think by the end of it so uh my friend chris is a, a prep coach he puts bodybuilders on stage all the time and he has the most unconventional methods of all time so he's my friend i trusted him and i'm like all right Let's do it. So 
I'm not going to use last names here because I want to actually tell the accuracy of the story. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I'm all for that. My friends Chris and Adam, um, my friends Jim and Steve, just in case anybody that knows them does listen to this. So they both um, – well, fuck it. So Chris is a diet coach, and then, like, Adam is a, uh, he's a, a trainer, but not a full-time diet coach, but he knows all about bodybuilding. So I get an Airbnb for both of them, myself, my girlfriend, and her pit bull. So we have, like, a – Please tell me that pit bull has its own room. No, no, no. He's wandering freely. He's uh, a uh, sweetheart. That's uh, like, okay. He's, like, my stepchild. <laughs> but uh, So this is, like, this is, like, shit out of a TV show at this point in time. I'm, I'm basically retarded on my feet. Chris has all these unconventional methods, whereas a lot of, in a lot of bodybuilding situations, it's all right. It's peak week. Either maybe you get a burger and fries, a cheat meal right before the show, because the carbs and the fats and the and the salt like dries you out and fills up the muscle. Some people do it basically, like for my girlfriend's show, her coach had her every couple hours the night before. Oh, eat, so the like, carbs suck the water in. So basically yeah, yeah. there's no water left. Right. So you're putting in carbs with just enough water that they all go directly to the muscle and you keep peeing out more water because you're taking some diuretics. Right. Like uh, for my girlfriend's show, it was basically she was eating rice and turkey in like two-hour increments up until like 11, went to bed, got up at like 2 in the morning, had one more meal, went to bed, and the morning of the show, peanut butter rice cakes. That's very very basic and conventional and what works for most cases is a lot of people do that some people will have a burger and fries some people have like a steak and potato the night before the show whatever so chris gets in around five o'clock and he's i gave him the entire last week so basically he's giving me some more rice cakes throughout the course of the week in addition to my three cans of tuna and fucking baby food and at that point in time rice cakes were the most delicious thing on the planet like put some cinnamon on that shit you would have thought it was crack cocaine like, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically freebasing rice cakes and loving every minute of it. So I was up to maybe 200 carbs from zero. I did a couple. I did a while at zero. So I was up to maybe 200 from rice cakes. And I was like two rice cakes with each meal. And then a little bit of the, from the sweet potatoes. So we kept increasing that. And I kept getting drier and tighter because that's what happens in a perfect storm scenario. So shows up in Orlando. So I drive to Sarasota the other way. But still, the night before, spend the night with my girlfriend. We drive her Jeep to Orlando so I can just kind of like pass out in the passenger seat. Check into the Airbnb. Chris was like, all right, cool. Let's do, let's do a little bit more. Let's add some rice in now. Uh, Chris and Adam get in around 5 o'clock. So I go to the show. I check in. I make weight. Like, I drop all the way down because I take some diuretics. was already bone dry. Pee myself down to, like, literally 204 I weighed in at. So now the goal is let's put on as much weight as possible without holding any water. So this is where, like, the extra carbs or maybe in the peanut butter rice cakes come in. Oh, no. So Adam and Chris show up. And I don't want to say that they are tripping balls on LSD, so I'm just not, <laughs> so not going to say anything. And, and they are all in. And it's like, all right, we're going to look at you, and you're going to pose every hour on the hour. What the fuck? We have these supplies for you. We have Pringles, Sour Patch Kids, chocolate-covered espresso beans, red wine, menthol cigarettes, M&Ms, Reese's Pieces, pretzels, tuna fish, Fucking mustard, mayonnaise, peanut butter, more rice cakes, elk meat. <laughs> you described every trailer park fucking diet. <laughs> Turkey. You had more me at Pringles, <laughs> Box of donuts. 
Two more small boxes of Publix donuts, blueberry muffins. And every hour on the hour, he's feeding me these things. He's like, you need more sodium, handful of chips. Got to make sure you take a dump in the morning. Smoke these three menthol cigarettes. (laughs) I was wondering what the menthols were for. Time for red wine that dries you out more. It's now like two in the morning and I'm My roommate's going to wonder why it smells like cigarettes here in the morning. I am fucked up from just between the nicotine buzz and the fucking red wine. I am out of my fucking mind. My girlfriend's already like, this is retarded. I'm going to bed. So rightfully so. <laughs> so she's asleep and I have to go to sleep and every hour set an alarm to wake up, come out and pose for them. At one point, two in the morning, I go out there. I'm like, nobody's here. I text them. Where are you guys? They FaceTime me. We're at the gas station up the road getting you more supplies. Pose. I'm like, son of a bitch. So he gets back. He starts mixing red wine with peanut butter. He really did become someone's science experiment. And I'm like, and somehow I'm drying out, but I'm not sleeping is the problem. So that's killing me more. So it's like, in retrospect, I should have slept. In oh, my God, man. So and they, you smoke two more menthols. All right, take some of this. Take this Cialis. Like, everything. This is so, fantastic. Literally, I'm just like, and at this point, my stomach's like, I have had nothing but like a basic diet of tuna and rice and sweet potatoes. Jesus. For fucking like two months. And now there's like... Sour Patch Kids, <laughs> with, like Reese's Pieces, three donuts. Like he would come out and like it'd be like, all right, here's your meal. I got you a whole sweet potato, a cup of rice, mm. two cans of tuna, twelve Pringles, Sour Patch Kids, and this piece of Angel food cake. <laughs> I love it's like twelve for like it's counted. Oh, yeah. to <laughs> twelve Pringles. God. So it's like, and lo and behold, like I'm getting. You guys saw the pictures on Instagram. Like I'm getting leaner and harder. No, and no, harder. yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, it's fucking. It was you're an action ridiculous. figure, yeah. So it's like, <laughs> and, and the thing is, one of his most unconventional things. He goes, but to technically make some sense, it's like he goes, we don't want you to hold any water. So every time you pee, pee in this Gatorade bottle. Whatever you fill it up to. You may have that much in fluid from this Gatorade. <laughs> Holy So if I fuck. peed up to the G in Gatorade, I got to go fill the other egg up, the other Gatorade bottle up to the G. And I was so fucking thirsty. Like, literally, if I, like, in half the time, like, you feel like you have to pee and it's like this little fucking piddle of nothing. I'm like, oh, fuck. I only get to have, like, a sip of water. Like, Jesus fuck, I'm so Christ. So I'm so out of it. Like, his other thing was, like, if you take a dump, Get on the scale first, and then weigh yourself after, just so we know how much food is left. How, how, how accurate a scale do you have to so, the what? I'm accurate enough that it would pick up on it. So it was just, I mean, I do that in the morning just for fun now. I have to weigh myself before and after. <laughs> just, you know, Does it go like one decimal point? Oh, so, uh, dude, I'll drop like two pounds. Holy fuck. No, but I'm saying like it, like it, it a pound the and then, to, yes. and then I, a, I use a yeah, digital okay. one. Yeah. But, um, so, but he's trying to tell me, so we're doing the water bottle, the Gatorade bottle thing with piss all night. And he goes, I'm fucking, again, drunk. I'm fucking exhausted. I haven't slept. I'm on zero calories and tilted down. I was on zero calories. Now I'm on all sorts of shit. You're probably just on tilt from the sleep deprivation. Like, yeah. So I just, he goes, so I go, I think I kind of have to take a dump from all those menthols. He goes, good. We'll clear you out. He goes, make sure you wait. So meaning. <laughs> Way before and after. Yeah. Too. I'm so out of it. Literally, like he's, he's repeated this quote to me a thousand times. I apparently, I barely remember this. I go. I don't know if you're telling me to shit in this Gatorade bottle, but if you are, I guess I'll try. (laughs) Holy fuck. I was so out of it. I was ready to silently and just sadly comply to trying to take a shit in a Gatorade bottle. (laughs) Like, I don't know how that would have (laughs) worked. I would have probably, yeah, that's. 
I mean, yeah. I, if it worked, I would deserve some like the Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> but so, I mean, that's how out of it I was. And long story short, I sucked all the way down the classic physique to suffer to get down this weight. I came in sixth place. The judges and the promoter tell me, like, because you always go up to them, like, hey, what can I do for yeah. this time? Dude. Why didn't you do open bodybuilding? You could have kept 15 more pounds on. You would have felt great and probably would have placed top three. Jesus Christ. Huh. <laughs> 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 could, have, could have eaten the whole time. That's, oh, that's my cool. goodness. Oh. So, so my only wow. question is, how good did that first real meal taste afterwards? So. Because <laughs> I know what the, what the Drew Donovan fucking cheat meal or you know celebration meal looks like the show was still going on so i had a bunch of people there that were kind of in our crowd but i wanted them to be able to watch the show and at this point my girlfriend was two weeks out from competing in her show so she could not miss workouts or anything like that so even though we were there for um even though we were there for my for my weekend she still had to prep for my show If you're texting your girl, I'm texting my wife, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a small break. Mm-hmm. I'll just scratch my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, I kind of uh, think the uh, conversation for the best podcast we've done so far. Well, um, I feel good about this one. I think when Anthony sits in, it gets pretty good, too. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, any, anywho. But, um, it's still texting, so I'm probably going to randomly pause again anyways. So she has to go do cardio. So I'm like, you know what? You guys watch the rest of the show. She's going to drop me off at the Airbnb. I just got to take a nap. I'm so fucking tired. Here we go, of course, again. So wife break. (laughs) I'd invite mine over, but she's probably going to end up just watching her YouTube nonsense. Anyway, so so she goes back. So on the way back, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to take a nap. We'll all go out to Cheesecake Factory after. That was the game plan. So we're driving. All of a sudden, I see a five guys. And literally, I just like come. I'm waking for the dead. But turn. Mm-hmm. Turn. <laughs> turn. 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 <laughs> so the standard bear was we used to get like one or two or three or whatever the fuck of the seven by sevens at uh, Steak and Shake. I always remember that being like, how many of these can we eat? Let's find out. So what's the equivalent at your Five Guys experience? So Five Guys, I'm trying to be modest because I know we're going Because you're still cheesecaking. Yeah. The factory's coming up in just two hours. So we pull in. I go and I get two grilled cheese sandwiches, two double bacon cheeseburgers, large fry, milkshake, drink. Right. Go home. Instantly. Go easy. Finish that in the car before we get back. (laughs) I get back, did, I, you even sw- did you even like swallow or you just push the food? Like, almost like a duck. You just kind of inhale it. So I get back. I eat two boxes of Edamon's Donuts, like chocolate ones from uh, Publix, and a box of uh, blueberry muffins. Then I pass out for a little while. Then we go to Cheesecake Factory. I get an order of pretzel bites for myself, an order of fried mac and cheese balls for myself, a flatbread pizza for myself. A entree of chicken fettuccine Alfredo, and then peanut butter cheesecake and strawberry cheesecake. I don't, I don't know there. if it's the ceiling fan or this story, but I'm starting to get some tears around my eyes. So head back, 
eat a box of donuts from Five O Donuts in Sarasota, which is like a gourmet donut company. Okay. Order a pizza. Eat half the pizza. At that point, I'm pretty much dying of like my stomach about to explode. Yeah. I basically I forget what the actual meals were. I basically did the same thing the next day. I was so painfully bloated, like <laughs> painfully bloated. That I literally thought at one point I was going to die. You ain't like, shit to no Gatorade cup after that? No. Like, it's, 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 maybe one of those, like, giant coolers. Yeah, it's going to say. Like the one from Waterboy and shit like that. Like, yeah. like, uh, football games and whatnot. High quality is 2-0. <laughs> so it's like you went from being in pain one way, then complete opposite of the end of the spectrum in pain. Exactly. Literally. I think he was playing a competition of who's going to tap first, him or his wallet. Like, was, literally. Yeah, let I me mean, tell you, that wasn't cheap either. No. I'm, I'm, you just read off your Cheesecake Factory. I'm like, that's rent. <laughs> and I paid for my girlfriend. And I paid yeah. for Chris for helping me out, yeah. despite potentially almost killing me. But I, I look fucking And crazy. also potentially may or may not have done half of this while tripping on something. Exactly. So, right. but God Damn, was he focused. <laughs> we all have our performance enhancers. You can't judge what we use. Mm-hmm. So I went and got blood work. Uh, a friend of mine owns a big anti-aging clinic in Tampa. I got my blood work done afterwards, and it was legit- legitimately, like I told him when I got yeah. here, he tells me if I didn't know what you were doing and that we could fix it, I would send you to the emergency room right now. Jesus Christ. I'm like, oh, right. But the cool thing about it is, and this is just cool stuff, so this is even a funny so story. Wait, so wait, so... Because I saw him, there's like a video he posted, or maybe you reshared it, or you posted yep, so it, whatever, of him taking your blood. Yep. So and you I'm guys all hopeful for now. your good health and everything yeah, like that. Yeah, are, we getting the, are we getting the, the talk? The, Is the, he get, the results on, one is going to be next. Okay, yeah, I so, can't wait. So we're filming the entire thing. I'm doing a 16-week <laughs> protocol where I'm adjusting my food, diet, supplements, medications, everything like that to correct all the damage. And then you have this rebound period after a bodybuilding show where your muscle is so starving for calories it is literally that's part of the reason why competitive bodybuilders of like 10 years on the olympia stage are so fucking massive the more you diet down and then rebound and start adding calories back in the muscle becomes like a dry sponge so every droplet of water that you touch it with just expands yeah so i have the opportunity in the next three to four months to put on more muscle than i'll put on the next probably two years but so it's, it's funny. It's like you ridiculous. having the you destroying your blood is probably gonna be great for his his YouTube series or whatever he's yeah, doing. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So we're making a whole video on the protocol. I have IG lives with like high level people in the industry that I start in two weeks. I'm gonna be doing one a week with that. So I mean, that's gonna raise my following a lot. I'm gonna have them come in and speak on different like, you know, the diet after the competition, the training after the competition, the supplements after the competition things you can do to facilitate growing more after the competition so as opposed to being done with a bodybuilding show and just going okay i'm done i'm gonna wind up looking like i did when i started or worse it's okay i'm done now how do i do everything to not only perfect my health and performance make the gym awesome again but become stronger and become bigger and leaner so my whole thing i started this diet at let's say two it's about 260 pounds at let's say probably 12 or 13 percent body fat died myself all the way down to 204 at like four or five percent body fat with the whole idea is i'm going to come back to 260 but at nine or ten percent body right so i'll be the same weight but xyz percent but like seven percent right more muscle that weight with even more muscle and even less fat which at that level looks like an entirely different physique so and which is incredibly hard to do but if i can you know with all these experts that are actually working with me 
and putting this information out there. I'm working on recording all my training, all my food. I want to develop the perfect program for it, and hopefully that can help a lot of people out because yeah. people compete all the time, and they just their health and their physiques just go to shit afterwards. Or they just repeat the same comp- competition year over and over and over again because they just compete, go back to normal, compete, go back to normal. Yeah. Maybe they look a little bit better, but, I mean, this is an so opportunity. So you're trying to come up with an alternative to that? I want to take people that are already at their genetic limit and be able to put 10 pounds of lean tissue on them, which is close to unheard of, but it happens all the time because some people can just genetically do it. But at this le- the especially at the entry level, the younger level, for this stuff nobody knows how to take advantage of that so I want to come up with a perfect protocol that can even take the guys that know how to do it and have them do it better be your own guinea pig exactly well that's exactly what I'm doing it's cool it's cooler to do that when I'm guinea pigging stuff to make me healthier and not just bigger or leaner at the expense of my health right so because again if I can perfect a program and I can say this will make you healthier and stronger and bigger and leaner um, it's I mean, all fuck. results, yeah. Sign me the fuck up. I mean, there goes all the hesitation. So I'm basically going to release this all in like a PDF or an ebook at the very end of it too, with just uh, well, all the interviews and stuff linked into it too. So mm, we'll have uh, a published my, my author in our ranks. Multiple revenue sources from yeah. my industry, but I mean that's just cool life shit. That's not like entertaining shit. I mean, we talked about Bruce Santee returning to alcoholism tonight. We can't just dive into <laughs> my fun business endeavors. Wait, so <laughs> oh man, it makes me feel like a piece of shit. He's got like he knows where he's going for the next two years. We're like, well, we hope Anthony can stay alive. Oh, oh that's <laughs> what makes you feel like a piece of shit. Well, well, that amongst other things, <laughs> the fact that like every time I go to uh, go to uh, Publix, I'm like, well, I know I'm buying a half dozen donuts. What else am I getting past that? <laughs> like, I know I'm getting two empanadas. I'm, I'm doing, I, I already know what my order is before I even go to like, okay, what food shopping do I have to do now? <laughs> it's funny that I'm much more like, uh, I guess, I don't know if the word's responsible when I... Oh, you're way, way, way better at... Get like, healthier what, food. Yeah. I just have the problem of I just overeat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm eating okay food. I'm just eating way too much. Well, like, the worst part is like I, I totally know how to diet. But but I also really enjoy food and I don't see any reason to you know, like 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 well, I think I think no, we can all eat. agree Drew looks fantastic, but you hear that story of the diet and the stuff and you're like, Why would any human being put himself yeah, through you're that? Mar- you're married, so who are you <laughs> impressing? <laughs> you're married, you were, so who are you impressing? You were at man? one point getting your calories from menthol cigarettes. <laughs> what did you just say? I didn't catch you of that either. <laughs> you got wheezy in the middle oh, of that one. I said, at some point, you're getting some kind of caloric intake from, like, fucking menthol cigarettes, okay? Ugh. People in fucking trailer parks are just like, I, I don't even know what to say, man. It's crazy because it's like, but the end result is you fucking look absolutely fantastic. You're like, dude, some of those Instagram pictures are the pictures that kids look at. Like, I want to look like that one day. And then it's I'm like, well, about my liver. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> the thing is, they don't have any understanding. Of what it took to get there. I didn't take any pictures of my liver either. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, it, but it, overall, it was a fun experience because it gives me an opportunity to do this. Yeah. It's, that's, that's, that's funny. This is the type of stuff I get excited about now is my, my actual career. And yeah. It's just like, you know, like I, I got a beautiful girlfriend that's trying to buy a house right now, so I got to level my shit up a little bit. So. Is your credit where my credit is? <laughs> my, my credit is, has gotten significant. It's just, it's just the sad face with the shrug. <laughs> I, was, I was there. So I don't know, because you're sitting in the truck today talking about how you, you, know, you pay your bills and your cars, credit cards and pay them off. And I'm like, how, did, how do you, you get credit cards? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sir, sir, 
I am not. I. I. So I want to get credit cards. How a do we lot, do this? A lot of a, a lot of shit has happened over the frustrating shit has happened over the course of the last couple of years. One of the good things that happened is I've been on this mission to rebuild my credit. Likewise, and I have. I, I'm at a point now I'm where more, I'm more on the mission to wait for the seven years for the <laughs> fall off my credit. <laughs> so I'm at the point now where it's like I got, I've got some student loans. The second they're like they're weighing on my credit score like a fucking anchor, like a boat anchor, and I'm like the second I can cut that line, man, mm-hmm. like I can walk into a car dealership and they won't ask me to leave. Yeah, mine, mine just, <laughs> mine just dropped. Yeah, so I just finished up with mine. Oh, so fantastic, man! Was, uh, I, I'm I'm so close. The only reason I don't I have enough to pay off what I have left on there right now. Yeah, but legitimately, all I want to do is I just all I have left to do is just go to a consolidation or a finance person because I know they can turn that into mm. half of what it is. A lot of the times, though, I'll tell you because I've done it. They'll look at you and they're like, "Listen, for what you're we're we're going to charge you." It's not worth it. Just pay it off. Yeah, and if it's a situation like yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of times, if it's under, I'll tell you, I, I, you know, not speculating to get into the business, but if it's under like five grand, they're just going to look at you and go, oh, listen, yeah. just pay it off. And that's why I'm leaning towards it. Yeah. Me, me too, man. But see, like, I, I was going to pay everything off at the beginning of the year, but when they froze the student loan rates, I'm like, oh, I got till at least September, October right. before I got well, worried about my this. Thing with it too, it's still <laughs> hard for me because it's just like, you know, like, it, there was a time in my life where, because you know how wrestling just, like even if you're making money wrestling, it just drains you at the yeah. same time too. It financially drains you while mm-hmm. it pays you. Like there's a time in my life where, you know, if I had five grand in the bank, I would have thought I was fucking balling. And now But I'm sometimes the-, the reward is being in a hotel room with Fonzie while we're all <laughs> <laughs> watching what we have Fonzie and Karine, Carino's kid and whatever and watching what's his and watching what's his face watching what's his face uh drink water suspiciously from the darkest corner yeah, and eat wings fucking weirdo. TK well I think that was a, no because that was the first time we got TK oh, to got, do weed yeah that's right and he had like a, a Ben moment at an uproar he did have a Ben moment at the uproar show to, he was just trying to cope with eating leftovers so they just Adam's. brought back they just brought back an angry memory <laughs> when I got that well, so the original finish of the one match we actually had was supposed to be a table spot. And when we got to the building, when I brought the table well, in. that was that show. That was hey. that show where fucking Sabu and Sandman were the main event in the cage. And I know some people are listening to this going, that sounds exciting. No. No, not, it was not. Not it that day and age. It was really exciting in 1997. Yeah, 97. Yeah. Not, 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 not 2016. 2016, I can't imagine things much more sad. I know they exist. But at that time... Yeah. Well, much more sad was Sabu in his 90s jumpsuit and fanny pack screaming at his girlfriend who was a 50-year-old bodybuilder dressed as a genie <laughs> in the parking lot of a Waffle fucking House. fucking forgot about See, that. See, I don't know if she's she obviously doesn't sound like she's got any better. I just remember one WrestleMania where uh, she was staying with a couple of the girls I knew. And literally, all she did was sleep in that room 18 hours a day. So, uh, Yeah, no, um... And they took our table from us. Oh, they're, they're going to use a table in the main. I'm like, no, they're not. Because if they go through the table, they're we, dead. We, we they're dead. This is my table. <laughs> Didn't we go and buy that table? Or what no, oh, no I had that table. We I, went and got it, though. Yeah. It was like a trip to go get the yeah, table. Yeah, it was. And it was just a fucking, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. And you're like, but that's my table. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's my fucking table. It's like legitimately my table. You cannot have this table. <laughs> And I then, brought this from home. So, so it was a big to do. Finally, I think we relented because we were like, "Well, we're you know we're fucking workers. Well, we don't have a table. Whoop de fucking do. We'll come up with something else." Uh, you know, as, as pissed off as I was, I'm like, "Yeah, that's all right." Like, and then all that bullshit, and they don't even use the fucking table. Right. What did we end up doing? 
What? what the, 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 the Van Terminator was the finish. Oh, it was. That's it was. I never ended up taking the screwdriver, did I? I don't know if I hit. I don't think I hit it on that match. I think we had we had ideas to to do something in the we, we listen. So that's the one thing about when we bring up the 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 theoretical feud of ours is we always had like the best finishes to these blow off matches. We never even got fucking halfway. We should have just thrown everything in that one match. No, we, sh- we didn't know that was the only one we were going to fucking do. Yeah. We, we should have just ROH the shit out of it and did like 20 fucking finishers yeah, in five yeah. minutes just to get it out of our systems. Just, I'm just thinking now of that like, the ladder match running and stuff like that too. Like, like I overbooked the fuck out of that. But I, yes, you like, did. I also I booked all the girls to get beaten up. I didn't realize that. He- <laughs> Like the, the the beginning of the match was Jesse like shoot super kicking Angel Rose's face off. He probably like, took a lot of pleasure in like, that. Yeah, she's she's an interesting. Character Wait, were you the? Himself. But you, like, she didn't you screwdriver like Oliva? That was one of the best moments because yeah. she. I just that that was picture perfect with the video and everything else. And oh man, that was that was one of the best screwdrivers I ever hit on anybody. Brutal. I just remember immediately like I hit roll over. I'm like, you're okay, right? Because I'm like at that time she was big as blue pants. I'm like, please don't kill blue pants. Please don't kill blue pants. Like, it's the only thing that ran through my mind when I had her up. This poor girl's career is just taking out. You're about to break her. Neck. That's how. But that's how backwards they were. Ronan was that blue pants is basically on TV at that point on NXT. And they did they nothing. Don't take a clip of that and put it on the internet. They did nothing. Hey, 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 Prime, we want you to kill Blue Pants. All right. <laughs> that was my call. And then, yeah. and then we'll do nothing. It was. It was so good. And then we'll do nothing. It did nothing. We'll do nothing with any of it. Anything. We had the whole locker room clear. Oh, so there were people who were like, oh, because at that time, uh, no one thought I was ever going back. Hell, the only reason I even went back is you bait. I mean, you put in so much work. To get me to agree to do it. I was booking those shows like 99 Nitro, and it was so much fucking fun. It really was. It. And then I left, and like the next fucking show was like fucking Aaron Epic versus Aaron Solo in the Battle of Wristlocks. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. God, like. Terrible, the wrestling you're match. Both horrible. Yeah. It, it's one of those like, weird, crazy be, things. I be a douche, but fuck, he, he couldn't book a Quackenbush fast enough after you were gone. It was like legitimately, it's like, what the fuck can we do to hemorrhage money with no payoff whatsoever? I've heard Let's ta- bring Joey Ryan to a state that doesn't know what a Joey Ryan is. Or, right. Nor cares. Nor cares. Nor cares. And then let's almost kill his girlfriend. <laughs> or, wait, wait, was they married at the time? I think they were married. What happened? Oh, oh! You don't know what happened during that match. No. So it was, it was a like they were doing like a mixed tag gimmick or something like that, and they were going. You know how uh, Vendette liked to do the crazy fucking top rope shit with, with the women. Yeah. Uh, well, he did some crazy top rope shit with the fucking uh, uh, Candice. I guess was it Candice LeRae? Was that oh, her name? Yeah, yeah. Was and, that Candice LeRae? I don't know. Whoever oh. Joey Ryan was married to, I don't oh, fucking no, know. Wasn't They're right. all the fucking same. It doesn't matter. But well, the, the point of the matter is. Um, he broke her nose, drove her head straight into the fucking mat, and almost killed her. <laughs> oh, that's right, he gave her a poison rana. <laughs> Mike, Mike had this, like, I, I, I was always intrigued by his work, because yeah. he has that, like, snap to everything that yeah. he does, from his strikes to his actual moves and stuff like that. It's like, like, like Benoit had it. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, uh, a lot of the greats don't have it. And, and I, it's 100%. Like very rare, rare quality. His everything he did had a snap to it, so it looked vicious, but he could not work his way out of a fucking brown. Paper. So here's the fucking thing about Vendette, and I just want to say, just the off chance, I love Mike Vendette. I I was one of the biggest 
proponents of his push, ICW getting him the belt and being like, hey, man, this is the next guy thing. Fucking he had a 200-pound fucking anchor attached to him. He was one of those guys, like, if you just got away from your tag partner oh, and just hopeless, and just toured around for a little bit, like, go up to Tampa and work with the Santees of the world and shit like that. Go around and, like, like because he was tough, he could fucking, like you said, he had that snap. If he had just learned to work and get that fucking right. anchor out from him, he would have done something. Like, and the thing is, I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I'm being a douchebag to him. No. I, I like him, but, like... If he knew how to work, how to actually work, yeah. how to like, convey emotion, how to fucking command a crowd, yeah. do all the other things that people like Mike. We had a fantastic match. Really Him and I beat cool. the fuck out of each other for like 15 minutes. Right. If he did that and got in remotely better shape, he'd be signed right now. Yeah. He could literally, it's like, I don't know if he's still working or his aspirations No, work. he kind of, I, I don't know if he's working or not. He's getting married. He looks like he ate his way out of this. Yeah. If he did a little cardio and just realized Sorry, Mike, what I like to you do too. when mm. during a match... He could be in NXT right now. He has a good look. That Again, that snap to the work is incredibly rare. Mm-hmm. If, honest to God, he just knew how to put together a match and could sell and be a character. If he could even call a simple match. I'm not, try- I'm not, I'm not trying to make yeah. it. Like, if he could only do these 800 things. Yeah. <laughs> like, if, he, if he got the basics down yeah. of just telling a story. I know that sounds cliche and everybody's like, oh, tell a story and fuck you. If you say it, like, you, it, 90% of the time if you say it, you have no idea what it means. None. But if you could really tell a story in a match and convey emotion on top of what he already can do, yeah, like, he basically has to learn the simple stuff that's overlooked. Yeah. He could literally be in NXT as a Well, and telling right a story. And I mean that as a fucking compliment. And telling a story isn't some involved thing. It no. can be super basic, it just but you've got to convey, you got to you got to get from A to B to C. Right. But it gets in the mo- emotionally. It, it gets in the way of cool on, moves. It gets in the way of cool moves. You don't put on Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump doesn't start with Jenny telling him he has AIDS and dying. And then all of a sudden, Jenny's a kid. And then all of a sudden, he's in yeah. Vietnam. Then all of a sudden, he's running the mile, the, the, the fucking country, cross-country thing. And then all of a sudden, he's meeting the president. And the, mm. like, it's like that's what a yeah. tech match is, yeah. Yeah. unfortunately. But if he could reorder that, Mike, if Mike could reorder that, I'm not just saying that because Trevor and I had the fucking Ronan disagreement. I just don't think Trevor's a good worker. Sorry. But um, fucking Mike could, re- if Mike could rearrange that shit, he could literally have a contract. He would get yeah. one. He's tall enough. He has the right, he looks like a grown ass man. <laughs> if he got in little, he, didn't, he doesn't have to look like a bodybuilder if he just got in yeah, shape. Listen, man, they got fucking, look at what, they, look at what they're working with on TV exactly, nowadays. Exactly. Just look like a guy that goes to the gym. You can go get a job. You can do a tryout and get, get a so job I, right now. That's why I can't even watch wrestling anymore. Because I'm like, come on, man. That's, that's what passes for a TV wrestler? It's, it's fucking awful. Fuck everybody. <laughs> Fuck everybody. <laughs> We've now entered the bitter wrestler part of the podcast. <laughs> this is honestly why it's like the top of WWE should it. be like Sheamus, McIntyre, gender, like yeah. These are the guys that should be on top of this. Brock, like these are the guys that should be on top. Like I mean, some of them are there right now. It's, well, they should always be on top. Yeah. Like, yeah. As opposed to well, anything, I, I can't even like watch like fucking. I don't know, like, it should be one of those things where someone comes up and like, man, you're why do you main event all these shows? You just lift your shirt up to show the abs, and then you just walk away. Right. Like there's no word you don't well, need and verbiage you, and you stand up. Next yeah, you to stand a, up and you're you're, you're a grown a man. Says you're six foot yeah. three. You know? It's a it's a sad state of the business when fucking Austin Theory is considered a body guy. Or what the fuck we were we were we were talking the shit about it today. Fucking Pat McAfee's gonna work fucking Adam Cole. I mean, it's like, could you think okay. of a dumber fucking so thing to do? Here's the problem. Right here was the we were talking yeah. about. I'm like just just for the sake of this podcast. Uh, you take a kicker who is already the butt of the joke 
in the locker room hierarchy, you know, in the NFL, you know, quarterbacks on top kickers, you know, it's, it's the joke that, Hey know, guys, I'm here too. Yeah. And they're, <laughs> but then you take that guy and you have him berating your, your last champ, not the current, but your last champ and calling that guy a pipsqueak and mini school. And just like, how, how does this, unless this guy comes in and beats him in 2.5 seconds, you've destroyed Adam Cole yep. and all the work he put into him for, for whatever. I mean, especially as McAfee's never wrestled a, a match in his life. It's like, where where are you going with this? And then the running it's the most retarded thing. everybody that will listen that Adam Cole is the most talented worker in WWE. You notice all these interviews are leaking out now. So either, okay, prove it and have him beat him, or you're trying to shock the world and have him get beaten somehow, which is fucking stupid. The worst really part stupid. is, the worst part is, when Pat McAfee, kicker, joke, and butt of the NFL locker room, uh, stands next to said I'm Adam Cole. That, I'm just saying in It's general, like a child yeah. and his bigger brother. And and look, man, right. like like Adam Cole's got all the goddamn talent in the world. He's five foot nine. Hey, you know who else is like incredibly talented like that? Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. Like how like how much do you think the Chavos, the X Pox the fucking Kidmans. Oh. Like, if any of these guys were in their heyday right now, they would be universal heavyweight champion. champion. For years. Years. Like, it's just years. funny because you know God. that, like, Pat McAfee took some fucking hits in college and in the pros that would have shattered Cole into a thousand fucking pieces. Mm-hmm. And McAfee got up and ran, after taking it, got up and ran after the play. You know what I mean? So I, it was the dumbest thing to put this together. They're going to have a 50-50 fucking match, and it's going to be the worst fucking thing. And then all the boys will <laughs> praise Adam Cole for making him look so good. And then it's and like, praise McAfee for coming up for his first match and like in some kind of Lawrence Taylor situation. But guys, we're not <laughs> supposed to be doing that. No. Like, like, he, like he's prepared like Stephen Amell did <laughs> you know, for that SummerSlam match where it was like, all right, yeah. that's cool. He did a lot of cool yeah. stuff. But it's still his first match. He shouldn't have had a chance. At all. Mm-hmm. At all. His entire his entire purpose should have been hopes. <laughs> like I, I I literally I know all my wrestling knowledge now from from Instagram and the WWE page which I still follow. That's the extent of what I follow. Like I think I had the network for a while that I didn't switch, switch cards when my yeah. new card like and I also had the network so I could watch like old Austin matches and shit like that. Right? That I'd be that like like lately yeah. I've been listening to a lot of the podcasts of them talking like the Pritchards yeah. and, and the, the the Cornets talking about the eighties and the nineties going over just because now enough time's gone by you can thoroughly go through that with no you know you, you can, can th- name names you can so it then, doesn't matter so yeah. then before long they're like and then when you watch this promo of this guy so I look on YouTube the promo and then before you know you're watching full matches and I'm like oh I still love wrestling yeah, like I'll watch a Goldberg squash match before yeah. I go to the gym or I'll watch yeah. like an Austin WrestleMania match I'll watch one of the Austin Rock matches yeah. and be like this is fucking cool. we still love wrestling Drew yeah, we, love we just wrestling. fucking at about 2006 went no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like we, we still we still like good wrestling. Yeah. I'll always love good wrestling. Yeah. It's cool now because it's like I uh you know, you, you get in the business and the stupid thing of don't be a mark, don't be a mark, Ugh. don't be a mark, don't be a mark. And in some cases, yeah, don't be a mark. Like don't don't come out to like fucking Shawn Michaels music. Yeah. But like let's not make it super obvious. But like, <laughs> but don't be a mark like you couldn't do so much. It's like I love being so far removed from it right now that I can go by the Rock's entire Under Armour line and be like, What, the Rock's fucking awesome. Awesome. Or I own a Stone Cold T shirt. I'm like, this is fucking cool. You know what's great we were talking about this? You know that Dwayne is in a point in his life, he can make a phone call. Anyone 
in this world and be in that room in under 24 hours because he's fucking The Rock. He bought the XFL. His wife bought the XFL. Ex-wife. His ex-wife bought the XFL. Woo! His ex like his best friend and yeah. business partner. They, they, he's good at everything. They, 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 have, they have the best divorce in recorded history. The Rock's good at everything, including getting divorced. <laughs> yeah. No. no human being in the world like, could pull off what he pulled off. Like, he can do anything. He can do no wrong. He will be president of the United States. I think we've all accepted that. I think the entire country already knows. We're just like, We're yeah, just waiting for which... which which yeah. election he decides yeah, like every year like rock he's like yeah. i'm still too busy like succeeding yeah like i have a lot of other cool shit i'm doing right yeah. now he goes i need to lift pancakes on instagram I, I can lift weights and eat pancakes on instagram and make 20 million dollars right for it. Well, that's, yeah. what, that's the thing the xfl the buy price is like half a payday on a movie right a bad and movie. that's like three months work for <laughs> so him see, they actually wrote out the equivalent of his instagram posts in value Mm-hmm. And it's something like five million dollars. No, he makes he makes like a, he makes a million something per post or some yeah. shit like that. Per some ridiculous post. Some ridiculous. Like, cause it, he generates that much. Like the only people that go higher than him are the fucking uh, the Kardashians and the Jenners. Yeah. Yep, exactly. It's, it's yeah, fucking ridiculous that level of success. So it's just like I'm a huge rock fan, and now I get to be because it's not this like don't be a Mark kid. And like I like the rock. No, I I love this. I love this new like like this new. A wave of how I feel about the business now because it's like, oh, the business is trash. But twenty years ago, I I can't stop watching. I, I you you find yourself watching throwaway TV matches and going, oh, the psychology is so good. Yeah, I mean, Everything is so solid. We got to a point too where we got to meet a lot of these guys that were from the last era of it being good. Yeah. Like, if we came in now, we'd be bragging about meeting like a. I don't know who the fuck like it. I would turn on the Instagram. I'm like, what's a Hector Garza? I don't know what this is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like, Listen, man, I watched the one AEW show half of the time. I was like, don't know what's happening in this ring, which is kind of good because you can just like, you can just go, okay, well, I don't know who these people are. Well, you don't have like pre-prejudices. Now it's on them to sell me on their product, which is kind of cool. Like my favorite match of that pay-per-view was the women's match. That was the best match on the show. There's really, like, I, I scanned through a couple of that because I watch, I don't watch her show, but I watch, like, the dark thing on uh, on, on YouTube every now and yeah. then. Yeah. Because the one person I do like to watch matches of currently is still Sean Spears because I think Spears is fucking phenomenal. But um, It's weird that they don't put him on TNT. Yeah, like, that he's just, like, the, just a dark... The poor guy perennially is, like, too good of a hand. And just gets kept in that, that weird status. I mean, I've worked Sean probably, and that's the the kind of shit probably that... five or six times. And he's fucking amazing. That's the kind of shit that makes you mad. Amazingly talented. Well, and, and that wife. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> he always, as long as I've known him, he was always dating one of the divas. He's a serial diva dater. Yeah. But I mean, I mean fuck. Only the perfect tens, though, sir. No, Only it's, the it's perfect like, tens. Yeah, it's, it's always all from FCW all the way through. I that man lives his gimmick. <laughs> really fucking does, man. Like, you know, good for him, but hell of a fucking worker. I don't know what the fuck else I watch on that. I'm like, Kenny Omega's interesting, I guess, but it's really, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Something's off since he left Japan. I don't know what yeah, it is. Maybe it's, maybe it's because it was, he was, it was, you saw it sparingly. Right. And now it's like every week it's not special it's anymore. Like, I don't uh, know what it is. I, I, I actually, I'm a, I like Pac. Like, is, is he still there? He is, but I You're think asking the wrong I, person. But I think he hasn't been on for a while because I think the travel issues. Oh yeah. Fuck. You have a lot of people getting an opportunity right now because other people can't get I, in the country. I, I, and I love Jericho. I always love Jericho. 
Like Jericho's- Listen, Jericho could take a shit in the ring and it's better than anything you've seen on TV that week. Because yeah. he'll find a way to make it the most entertaining thing you've seen that like week. He made that like stupid bubbly thing, I remember. He just said something really dumb and people made a fun of A bit of the bubbly. So yeah. he turned it into a legitimate catchphrase yeah. and yeah. starts selling wine. He, like Rock, can do no wrong. No. Not, not whatsoever. I mean, he's just like, I'm going to run a cruise. That succeeded. All right, uh, I'm going to start a wrestling promotion with another guy's money. Oh, that succeeded. I mean, everywhere he goes, he's just dropping fucking the music bit everywhere, man. It just, it's, it, but it says something that, that, that these guys are doing it on their terms. You realize Jericho is our generation's Roddy Piper. Oh, 100%. Where he will never have made it to that Austin Rock level. He will have been one step below the Austin Rock level. He will have just enough fame and notoriety that the mainstream kind of knows him. But, like Roddy had like the But he made a number of Austin Rocks. Yes. That, that as well. Which he's currently doing right now. Yep. So, literally, he is our generation's yeah. Roddy Piper. We're watching our fucking Roddy Piper. Although, although technically, he's he's had the belts, and he's he just, he won't, for whatever reason, he won't be in that he won't be Rushmore discussion, that. but he's, until he's, Until he beats up a transvestite in a backyard brawl. Or hey, backlog hey, brawl. We don't say those kind of words. <laughs> we right. haven't seen. We don't say those kind of words. Here's the thing, though. Yeah, I, I would also those... argue that Triple H is on that Jericho level too. Despite yeah. everything else, because Triple H has never made it to the level. And Triple H is not Rock Austin no. Hogan Cena. No. And I think he, all those people had to leave. Yeah. For him to. Yeah. So I think step that, in that a Mount spot. Rushmore, that legitimate Mount Rushmore, is Rock Austin Hogan Cena, and then. Even though the top, like the top of the second row, Macho Man, Hunter, Jericho, Orton, Batista. The thing with here's the, here's the biggest Maybe thing. Orton, Batista below those two. Yeah. I've Orton or- might be up there. I think Batista's the next Orton rung above. Orton up there. Batista <laughs> underneath. I've always felt the Hunter's biggest problem was being I mean, Shawn you're Michaels' just talking best friend. About that era. Oh, I you're not Shawn on the second rung as well. Really, you're talking about that specific era though. You're not like. He never drew. Right. He never drew. Him like Brett never drew. Sean, yeah, Sean and Brett, second run. Yeah. yeah. I would even. The second run has got a lot of fantastic second wrestlers. Second run is much larger, but yeah. Shawn Michaels never made it to the level of Rock or Austin, Hogan or Cena. Yeah. Neither did Brett. Yeah. Not even fucking close. No. Not even fucking close. And the no. thing is, too, we well, Brett never had a shot. Right. Brett never had a shot. He was, he was, he was, he was beaten by within. Pretty much from the organization and everything else. We also need to accept, coming from the generation that we were younger and out of the business and getting older and getting into the business during his incredibly long record length career, was we need to accept the fact that, because, you know, we were kids in a time where it wasn't cool to like Cena and Cena sucked and he was just Vince's boy. No, you have to accept he's, he's basically on par with, I would, I would say he's on par with Hogan and Austin as far as draw. And I, the thing is, I would still put rock on that same level. Cause rock stardom rose post WWE rock. Now is the biggest star on the planet. Rock in WWE was equal. If not slightly less, you would put him on that level because of the post. No, I put that even if Rock just went away after his WWE career. Yeah, I think he would still be the top of Mount Rushmore because there was a thing. I mean, Rock was there at a time when 
There, there was a time when everybody in the mainstream, like media, media and general yeah. populace, the non-wrestling fans knew who The Rock was. Yeah. The non-wrestling fans knew who Austin. Yeah, he was, was. a household name while yeah. he was still in the business. Yep. The yeah. non-wrestling fans know who Hogan was. The non-wrestling fans know who Cena is. Yeah. So you gotta look at that. Way. Well, though, a lot of people know because of crow makeup and everything. No. 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 My girlfriend has no close, idea yeah. what a sting is. She knows who Flair is, though. My girl, actually, no. My girlfriend has no idea who her Flair is. Wow. <laughs> That's probably the best thing ever. But that's <laughs> but that's that's because it's before yeah. his, his time was before, you know, yeah. her, her time, and then uh, he's only become a pop culture icon right. in the last five to so ten as, years. As, as a because my my girlfriend's relatively in our age bracket. She just turned thirty. Um, twenty nine. Sorry if she's listening. <laughs> At this point, it's we're too deep a dive into wrestling for uh, yeah. for. Probably her to yeah, be listening no to this shit, too. There's, there's no chance in hell. Yeah. yeah. And that's another reason why I love her, because she's <laughs> so not, like... Like, I still have to, like... I, I, we watched one of my YouTube matches once, and I, like, bump into the cameraman at a uh, Paragon show, and, and gimmick, so I'm like, get the fuck out of my way as I'm going. She's like, the fuck you being such a fucking asshole? Like, <laughs> like, it's fake! It's fake! She goes, I know the match is fake, but you're a piece of shit to that guy. I'm like, it's fake for the minute you step out the curtain! Never show her my stuff if we're going to be... <laughs> What did he say about Jesus? She's like, I thought I thought you and Jesse were friends. You literally just punched him and said, Go fuck yourself. Like Yeah, it's fake. It's all fake. Is that uh but um I know, right? But um where did I leave off Alright, so my girlfriend with no wrestling knowledge whatsoever, like doesn't even know the intricacies of what's real real and fake. Knows who the Rock is knows who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. I know this for a fact. I've checked. Yeah. Knows who knows they are. Know who Ho- knows who Hogan, Hogan is, is. Knows who Cena is. Yeah. Right. And no idea who the entire second. That's it. Mm. She might know Batista because of the Marvel. I think. Mm. I think. Ironically, yeah. Batista might be. Oh, so if we're going with that, Batista's climbing, really sneaking in there. But what's funny is, I think a Roddy Piper sneaks up in there. Maybe not for the wrestling, but. F- Becoming a household name. Second Rod, Roddy Piper is more of a household name than probably anyone else you're going to name. Ric Flair probably now for sure. Just for they live, which is 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 a cult in like songs and stuff like that. Pop culture. I don't. That's right. You get the poster in here. Yeah. Just for they live, he gets a pop culture. uh, Because they live had a big following and a bigger cult following. Um. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Nobody else really. But, you know, Jericho kind of. But, you know, Jericho does it. Jericho, well, but he built a whole nother industry for himself. He is a rock and roll, I would say, star. Yeah. He, he's not a cover band guy anymore. He is a guy that, mm-hmm. that tours on his own, sells original music on albums, has a following, has a following of people that aren't into wrestling. Exactly. So. Fozzie sells out, man. So he might. He is again, he's another to the guy. Top. But the top cannot be and Jericho. Jericho was a TV show host for a season. Mm-hmm. He's done mainstream shit. He doesn't do the acting, mm-hmm. although he's now popping in James Tell and Bob movies. And Kevin Smith has said he'll use him in any every movie from now on. That he may even become. Which was he in the reboot? He's a, yeah. He plays the clans guy. Yeah, he's a head. He's oh, a head clansman. He's got what well, he steals. It's. It's if you like it's Kevin Smith moment. movies, you're gonna love the movie. Mm-hmm. If it's you so don't much, like Kevin it's Smith so movies, so much callback and fan service. Yeah, to everything from before. Okay, got yeah. It. If you've never seen a Kevin Smith movie, you have no fucking idea what's happening. How's it compared to the other James Bond movies? I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's fun. 
It just mean it's a little bit too much of the wink. We've done this. Yeah, we're winking to pre right. previous stuff. That that the, that and the my daughter now is the thing I push the most in my movies. Yeah, I I I understand. He's a he's a fantastic father. Listen, but I don't want to watch that if, shit. If someone would actually fund his movies, yeah. then they would have a say. Yeah, but since he has to go and and you hustle and and hat in hand collect uh, to get these movies made. Yeah. Because because nobody in these in this time of the streaming wars and the content wars, nobody wants to invest in Kevin Smith. That's ridiculous. So if he's gonna be making his own movies with his own, and he has to raise the money himself, then fuck it. He'll put whoever the fuck he wants in it. It is sad though to see Val Kilmer because he has a role in that movie. Val and you want so glad, you want so much for it to be to be good, but you realize nah, that's a broken man. That's a broken man. Like he's supposed to be in the, in the new Top Gun movie, and I'm like, I think he's just going to be the corpse uh, as they bury Iceman. Uh, I think that's his role in the uh, entire. Listen, man, uh, what the, there's nothing he can do. Val Kilmer has fallen from grace and hit. It's not his fault. He had throat cancer. The the man is broken. No, I, I, I yeah, I think he was also a piece of shit to people. Yeah, I heard he was uh, oh. very unpleasant. Yeah. But I mean, unpleasant is kind of a fucking A plus in Hollywood right now because oh. at least you're not having sex with children. Right. Well, Unless it's know. unpleasant sex. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, man, watching that Epstein documentary is it, because we spent the last couple days like in West Palm doing uh, oh, do, doing work like around that area. I was trying to convince him to go, and then we realized that probably the whole island is private, so you probably can't even get anywhere near the house to yeah. like film something. <laughs> but I wanted to be like in front of the house, like yo. <laughs> <laughs> It still smells like fourteen year old. Oh, here. No massages oh here, baby. Oh my oh, goodness! We just got canceled. No, listen, yeah. listen, listen, listen. We got canceled way before we even started this podcast, buddy. Yeah, Dude, we we worked on some house. I don't know where. It was. If you need to know, just a random house that we did a call mm-hmm. for. If you need on Zillow, twenty two million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, ain't yeah. no thing. If you need to know where the canceling started, I'll make a short drive to War Memorial. I'll show you a door. <laughs> Well, God, listen. Let, let's let's end on that story. Would you want to? That's that's a that's a. There's like 15 stories in that story. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, real quick. Um, I'm a bad person. Well, I got kicked out of the War Memorial Auditorium yeah, because he's got the other side of the 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 other side of a lot of it. This is yeah. That that was a fucking. Um, I I, I want to condense as much as possible. We'll get more into this in later podcasts because I know there's going to be and now that. Now that you're back around, um, uh, it's very easy for me to start shitting on people left and right. Beautiful. I'm um, happy I met but, So we'll just say that um, I had a very long-running relationship with an uh, individual that ran a comic book convention where all the cosplay were. We basically all met, and um, it went sour. Until it went sour, those were some fun Until shows. it went sour, it was a fantastic show. I got told after the first Ronin show that that was the best, most uh, well-run show he's ever been a part of, and he can't wait to see the future. Then I was replaced two weeks later by a fucking midget and a fucking pedophile. I'm not a pedophile sexual. What do we call him? I don't want to say his name by name. Ooh. You know, the guy who likes to... Oh, I heard about at, that. At, 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 co- at, at, at cosplay conventions. I heard about that like a week ago. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I'm shocked and all yeah, that. Yeah. Good old Captain America. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, you get oh. fuck that guy. But anyway, we'll get in that later. Um, yeah, yeah. Once we get me going, I don't know. I'm gonna try to turn this off and keep this in focus. So <laughs> basically, we were in the first show. It was great. Um, I worked uh, Tommy Dreamer, probably one of my favorite matches of all time. 
And he remembered it two years later, which means I wasn't that. I was either I was either pleasantly surprising for him, or he goes to bed thinking of how much shit it was. But it was a good. No, it was a good, it was match. A good match. It was one really of my favorite. Match. It was one of my favorite matches. Um, and it was a fantastic. And then we go into the second show where we brought in a couple other people, and things started to go awry, uh, and things went bad. Um, and I basically told myself and I told the promoter that uh, the December show, which was going to be the Memorial Auditorium, would be my last show. Uh, I believe you worked Rhino? No, you were Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley. You were Bobby Lashley. <laughs> the, here, here's, a fun, here's the one funny side story. Bobby Lashley enters the building and um, immediately is asking where the gym is. Uh, our, our, uh, um, our, boy, our boy Adam Huss uh, uh, off Offered to take him to the nearest gym. Before he went, though, he asked if he had any pre-workout. He grabbed the pre-workout scoop, shoved it in his mouth, and just dry. That was it. Just and then walked it. out the door. Chewed raw it, like, dog that shit. Yeah, just raw dog. And, and like real hot, like high-end fucking shit. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I think it's me, Johnny Vandal, Rhino. Oh, my God. I can't remember what was in that room. But there was a bunch of us in the room sitting like, holy fuck. I can do that. So I tried to take a raw shot of fucking pre-workout. That was probably the eighth time in my life I almost died by my own means. I just remember gasping on the floor like, no, this is a bad idea. Bobby Lashley's not a human being. Yeah, I think the seventh time was when you tried to eat that uh, uproar burger. Oof. I completed it, though. Yeah, you won the challenge? I won the challenge, but I lost the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lashley was checked out that night, man. He, yeah. he walked in, he goes... You worked for you worked for WWE, right? I yeah. Go, yeah, yeah, I did. He goes, lock up with me real quick. And we just locked up. He goes, you're fine. This will be easy. I'm going to go to the gym. <laughs> just, just it was an easy payday for so him. You guys, did you guys just call in the ring? Most of it, yeah, honestly. Right. So he's just like, we, we called the finish. And then he was just like, yeah, just, you know, he goes, I'll just listen. And I'll listen if you want to throw us. Let's both call it. So the f- it's a fun the match. funny thing about that is I'll never know what that match looked like. No, you won't, because because I had to forcibly kick you out of the building <laughs> politely. So, so the you best can, you can look online. The problem with watching online is I don't think they have the commentary. They had just uploaded the match, right? And the problem is, so it's just you guys wrestling, and I think it's Hicks saying. Donovan. No, 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 that was what's his name? Grayson Cummings. Oh, Grayson Cummings. Grayson Cummings. <laughs> Who's now in the business? For seventeen. <laughs> Fucking minutes. <laughs> so I tried to sit through it to watch it out of curiosity. About three minutes in, I'm like, let me just go to the end. Fucking this fucking guy just yelling, Donovan. So best setup to this whole story is this is going to be my last match here. I I need to I need to leave. I don't know if I'm never going to like come back, but I know I need to leave because I got fucking shafted real fucking hard. And every day it's getting more contentious. Every day it's getting you worse and, and the worse. guy you're working for. I literally I literally stayed away those last two weeks. I didn't even go back into the office or anything because I was like I. I don't need this to get any worse than it has to get. And it was consistently escalating. Yeah, let's consistently just, escalating. Because you yeah. want to work the War Memorial. Yo, yeah, fuck yeah. The War Memorial yeah. is one of the most famous fucking wrestling buildings in the state. You're goddamn right I'm going to wrestle there. I've earned that fucking right. Mm-hmm. Um, I had The match was scheduled me and Johnny Vandal. We built up a, a huge feud. It was working great. Um, the show before that, um, uh, <laughs> I, we just wrecked house through merch tables and shit. And... Lots of people legitimately thought I was going to, like, try to kill him. It was fucking amazing. It was one of those few instances, because that's when, like, I, I just, 
I just said fuck it. I just said and did whatever the fuck I thought was going to be the best for me well, and the best for the story. You had worked the owner's wife. That you were like this was all cleared though. Yes, not only was it cleared. No, but I'm saying you were you were getting big at that time. Yeah, and they they thought you were a little too uh, roid ragey, which is all bullshit. Which is hilarious. Which is completely anyone who knows you knows. Yeah, that's hilarious. So, so like it had gotten to the point now where I was just I was running all cylinders. Everything was great. Everything I did got. Great reactions from the crowd, and I felt it was fantastic. That that whole fucking uh, that whole uh, uh, uh bullshit uh, press conference was one of the favorite moments of my entire fucking life. Oh God! Because I made that Captain America want to be fuck just look like a giant piece of human shit. Okay, he could he on his best day can't cut a promo of. Of yeah, 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 that guy. He can't cut a promo to save his life. Never could, never will be able to. All he's really good at is stealing good ideas from other people and doing them half-assed. And he stole enough of my shit that I fucking could say that confidently. And he kept fucking in his promo and then in the press conference, kept going, um, um, um. And I just, I, I for whatever reason, I was already irritated. I wasn't going to be, I was supposed to work Cole Cabana that night and I was all fucked up and I couldn't do it. And then everyone's and then everyone's like, "Oh, you're just not working. You're not working cult because you're afraid." I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You dumb motherfuckers!" No, the no, the we did we cut the over the top promo of Colt and I, and the entire time we were doing that, I'm like, "My God, we'd have a fucking great match." <laughs> what I think people that don't understand don't understand is that like, is like, why would you be afraid to work someone that, uh, like. <laughs> knows how to work. Exactly. Wouldn't you be more afraid to work the fucking the Joey Brickos of the world yeah. that they bring in? Oh, all right. Oh, we're now, now we're naming the little names here. You know? Uh, that's, that's also why Lashley was all laid back because he got paid paid because Bricko got the friend price. <laughs> Which meant, how much is this? $3,000. $3,000. I got the friend price. <laughs> I, no, I think Lashley made like $5,500 if not more. Listen, that show was a sixty-five thousand dollar fucking piece of garbage. Yeah, how much I made at that show? Yes, I know because you, that was that, that was, was when you got booked for every, you got paid for every time that you booked yourself in a match. That's when I discovered that I got three hundred dollars every time I was in a match, and it was let me book my own match. How many matches did you have that let show? Let me book multiple matches per show, and I charged for segments. I got paid for a Q and A session, three hundred dollars. <laughs> I got paid for a pre-match, pre-show warm-up match for $300. I got booked for asking you why I need to escort you out of the building for yep. $300. Yeah. I got booked, I got paid like $600 for the main event because it was the main event. It was phenomenal. I just kept putting myself in So, I so because it happened, I realized it the show before. Because the show before, it was like... He's like, all right, I'll pay you XYZ per match. That's right, because the book was already XYZ been taken from me. And then I was like, all right, well... We gotta we gotta eat up some time. Why don't I go out and work again? He's like, all right, cool. So I'll pay you. You know, the mm-hmm. number he called me was double what the pay was. I was like, um, I think I should go out for an interview segment later too. <laughs> He's like, hold on, let me check the budget. Yeah, so I'll pay you another X Y Z for that. That's right. He loved you, and man. Like, oh, he loved oh, you. Oh my god! Like, oh, I I think I should go out again. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Money, 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 money. Yeah, it was. It was fun. Like I never even had a falling out with him. I think I just caught the residual when I started hanging out with you guys. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, fuck it. This is fun. Well, I think it was that. I it was the Ronan, the Ronan thing. So, I think, uh, well, no, I had already been. I had already kind of like not talked to him in a while when the Ronan thing happened, 
And that was me and Trevor mainly. I could see how that would bleed yeah, over. Yeah, but you were tight because, like, that's where, like, I, yeah, I I finally came back to see you guys and that. Right. I think there were some associations that were it made. It probably yeah. was or something yeah. stupid like that. I mean, I don't give a shit. Who I've knows? Had a I'm amateur detectiving it. So, like, I, at that time, I was responsible for the ring. I was responsible for everything. Like, like that first show, I was at the building for that first show at, like, some absurd, like, 6.30, 7 o'clock. I didn't start i didn't get in the truck to drive home until like 4 30 in the morning and i did everything paid everybody went over the dude every i i i must have i must have gone through like three scoops of pre-workout that whole day just to keep going uh just i just needed the energy man and like and i fucking worked dreamer and somehow that worked you know because i remember specifically the very the, the 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 moment i knew that i booked the show well was during during the main event after the main event was yeah during the main event dreamer watched the entire show and he watched the main event uh after after the proposal thing happened and whatnot he if comes back he, he comes back I forgot he, about the proposal yeah there's let's not sidetrack that he way. comes and that's the only reason that match was the main event by the way was because I'm trying to help my friend out you know Frank wanted to do it this way and I'm like he was in the army at the time, and I'm like, bro, if you're gonna do it, let's go full fucking, let's go full retired with it. And we did, and it was fantastic. It was fantastic. It was the best way well, to it end. Was fantastic at that point. At that point, that show ended on such a great note because I remember specifically fucking Dreamer walking over to me and going, I. For, for the entire night, I couldn't understand why we weren't the main event. I understand now. I see how you booked it. Great. And I'm like, that's great. Tommy Dreamer tells you you did all right with your booking. Fuck yeah. Anyway, everything falls apart. I walk into the building in December, basically going like, I just need to finish this match. I just need to work this match, shake everyone. I didn't want to get paid. I didn't care. Did not care. I only came because I I promised Johnny and I promised everybody that I was going to see it through. And I saw it through. I showed up. Nobody wanted me to be there. He changed the match twice. Well, by nobody, you'd mean the powers that be. The powers that be didn't want me there. Um, everyone else wanted you there. Everyone else wanted me there. By the way, this whole experience taught me taught me the great life lesson of who your boys really the fuck are. Um, and for anybody who's listening to this going like, why haven't I heard from Prime for years? It's because you're a fuck. Um, and, you know, I don't need to name names. If I haven't spoken to you in six, seven years, now you fucking know why. You're a backstabbing piece of shit. Um, with, you know... All, no more. I'm glad you took the money. You took the money. You took the bookings. Congratulations. All that shit had mattered to absolutely fucking nothing. You fucked. Anyway, um, and that applies to basically everybody. So I get to the building. Johnny and I go over stuff. The finish gets changed. Now there's going to be a promo segment. They basically booked everything they could to remove all the heat. Everything we were booked right before. Uh, uh. Oh no, we were right after intermission. That's right. Well, now here's some backstory going on in the meantime. Unbeknownst to you, I'm invited to the clubhouse for one of these fucking meetings, and both the gentleman and his wife are like, well, here's the thing. We think Marco might lose his shit at this show, and he's going to attack so-and-so, and and he might hurt him. (laughs) So... Holy if shit! If we about give you the signal, what a bunch of fucking. We, that's being a if, mark if and getting worse. If we give work. you the signal, you need to come out and you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll book a book a screw job scenario. What? What's the signal? Someone screeching like out. a girl. Donovan, help me! <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm 
if you hear the calling of a raven, it's time to come out. I, I, I literally go, I go, well, I mean, like, if you were being attacked, like, I would I would help you out, but he, Marco's, Marco's not going to attack you. I'm not, I'm I spoke with him all the time, you know? I'm, I'm not going to. He's I'm pretty gonna, chill. I'm not going to beat him up. He's my friend. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him not to, and he'll probably listen because I, I don't think. Wait, here's the thing. Wait, 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 wait. But is this an a, does this count as a coming out for an extra three hundred bucks or something? <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't get paid for it, bro. Either. I'd split that. I'd split that with you, man. <laughs> but, um, but I'm just, I'm just going. No, I don't think that's gonna happen. They're like, and then they're they're escalating because it starts with we're afraid something might happen. I'm like. I don't think that's going to happen. And they're like, well, it's definitely going to happen. He's going to attack him. I'm like, I think you guys are getting a little carried away. So, I don't think he's So, so coming off that, the original plan, the original plan was um was I was we were going to do a screwy finish and then I was going to call the the owner into the ring cuz we'd had been doing an on-screen kind of feud thing that he wanted to do cuz he wanted, we got to do Austin and uh, McMahon. And I'm like, no, nah, we really don't. And and then I remember a very specific conversation where I go, where I thought about it for a while. And I'm like, if you want this to that work. would involve a longer, more thought out angle yeah. with multiple shows, not a one-time yeah. internet uh, video. And two people yeah. that are capable of moving. Yeah, right. we, we had we had done a few like stuff back and forth, but nothing big. And, and I told him, like, listen, if you want this to work, it's got to go a certain way because everyone's smart. The business is different. I'm always down to do the most realistic thing possible, but history proves that every time I do this, everyone gets mad. Every time someone goes, hey, Prime, I want you to do that thing you're really good at, and I go, you don't want me to do that thing I'm really good at, and they go, no, we really want you to do the thing you're really good at, so I go out there and do the thing I'm really good at, and then everyone gets mad. It's how these things go down. Yeah, it's why when people are like, Oh man, you can say whatever you want a promo, or you can do whatever you want. I'm like, whoa, nay, nay. Are you sure you know what you're talking about? Because history proves otherwise. <laughs> but okay, this is one of those times where I, he was a he was you know I considered him one of my best friends, and I was like I was like, all right, if you know what is happening, we this road we're taking, then I'm good with it. Show up to the building, and and our relationship had. I don't want to say at this point it had soured beyond repair. I was tired. We were we, we couldn't be in a room for more than five minutes without arguing about something. And I felt really fucking I was pissed off. You took the you you told me to my face how great of a thing I did was, and then took from me the thing you said that I was so great at doing without so much of a conversation. Basically the only reason I lost everything was I took a week off. I wrote the sh I wrote like two shows worth. And then I, I was like, I'm taking a week off. And in that week's time, uh, all the bad people came in, you know, slithered through the doorways and, and, and booked Bobby Lashley for $5,500 fucking dollars. And Rhino for God knows how much. God knows. Dude, the idea that fucking Justin Credible made a really good payday just doesn't sit right so with me. Raven, and I love the guy, but he didn't do shit. Raven talked to me about drugs all night and commentary for a match. And only got brought in because he was, uh, because the owner's a mark. Mm -hmm. And had Raven and other things, so fuck it, why not? And by the way, Scott, best best conversation with Raven of all time was during that, during that when, when the script started changing, I walked up to him, I'm like, listen man, look, I don't want to get, 
you involved in any of these politics. I see what they have written down, the reason they want to do it. You know what? If that's the way they want to do it, you were sitting right by me, too, because we were trying to figure out what the fuck to do about all this. Right. And I walked up to him, and I'm like, look, man, this is the idea that I present to you to do the same thing to the same effect, but save and make everyone involved look good. And he goes, I remember this fucking precisely. He goes, that's a fantastic idea. Uh, I think you should do it that way. But I'm paid to do it this way. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yep. Like, fair enough. And that's... He validated your point. Yeah. At the same token, we're just like... Oh. Yeah. Because we had talked about it, we came up to it, and he's like, no, that's, that's a, that is that's is 100% a better way of doing this. But I'm paid to do it this way, so that's the way we're going to do it. And I, respectfully, I was like, no, I get it. And you're not... He's no involvement whatsoever other than he got paid a certain amount of money to even be there. Mm -hmm. So that's when I made the decision. I'm like, all right, we're just... Yeah, so was the discussion before everything fell apart when he was booking the show and putting all these ECW quote unquote legends on it? Was that, uh, well, people remember them at the War Memorial yes. and it was an all 100%. like tied together that that was a, one of the yeah. regular ECW stops and yeah. that's why he was booking all these people. Okay. Oh, in my proposed main event for that show, when he was heart dead set on Bobby Lashley, I was like, because I was going to have you work Rhino. I was like, that makes way more makes sense. Way more ECW. Yeah, you know. Uh, and, and and then I was going to, with Lashley, I was like, look, man, um, why don't you reach out to Shamrock? Do Lashley and Shamrock? That will legitimately sell tickets. Cool. That would have been cool. Now, at least if you're going to waste money, waste it in the right direction. Yeah. Put me with Rhino on the undercard and make the real main event last year. Yeah, now, I don't know if anything was taught. I do know that that fucking Shamrock thinks that he is on par with like Hogan as far as like what he's worth. Yeah. I've heard those stories. So I obviously maybe my idea wouldn't have translated to anything like that. But but I don't think he didn't even fucking try. Um because you, you never know. You meet some guy at the right time where, where he's just like, oh, I got that date open. You're going to pay me how much? Or like Van Damme. Yeah, I want to visit my mom. She yeah. lives in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great story about Van Damme. He was pissed off through most of the, the very short time he was there because he left his weed in his uh, <laughs> his rental. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in his defense, he was high. So. Yes, he's. Uh, the, my wife actually had to be his handler. I mean, that, that's a legit. So she can tell good stories about upset. that. So, but so here was the thing. Was the fair. thing was, after me and Johnny's match, as I was, was discussed. As was discussed, I was going to grab a microphone. I was going to rile up the crowd and dare uh, said uh, owner to get into the ring with me, and um, I was going as as we had planned out. I was going to slap the shit out of him because I told him, like, for this to work, you got to take one for the team. The second I hit you, security jumps in, arrests me. What the fuck you have to do? But to, for it to work, this is what, how it has to happen because anything else would look stupid hokey and I'm not doing it. I don't want to do this anyway, but if this is what you're dead set on, this is the best path to get there. So I showed the day and I know we're not doing the spot because he doesn't want me there. I don't want to be there. I'm literally only there for just to keep my reputation and because I'm a man of my word. And and honestly... And it's a war memorial. And it's a war memorial. And who knows if I'd ever have the opportunity. History proofs. I did not. <laughs> so, so it was a good well, decision. Have they had wrestling there since? I don't even know. Maybe like a failed impact or something? Yeah. I think impact. Yeah. MLW. So, so you don't do the slap, no, but you go do the promo, right? No. So I approach him and I'm like, I'm like, listen, man. I just want to get through tonight. I just want to know if we're still doing this thing or not. And he goes, 
uh, he goes, and this was, and this was a rare moment where we had a good interaction. Where he was like, "Listen, honestly, I'm sick. I feel like shit. I don't want to do anything. Just do the match. We'll fucking talk after the show." And I was like, "That's fair, because that's, I was I was fully planned at all. My entire plan leading up to that date for the last two weeks is the last show. Piece of very short turnaround was always after the show, shake his hand and go, "Hey, man, listen, I'm taking time off. I need it. You know, I need it." Things aren't going right. We'll reassess in a few months for the next big comic show when it comes to the... Because our comic wrestling was the big thing we right. did. And we'll reassess because I'll do Cobra Commander forever. I'm fucking... I love that. But this Ronin experiment, not working. Right. Um, so after I talked with Raven, we went to the back. And Johnny and I were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We had... Our referee was a longtime friend, uh, 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 Bruce Owens. Um was like, I think after the match, you should fucking, if you want some heat, he should fucking, you know, after Johnny steals the victory, you should you should pop me. Bruce always wants to take and a, I'm like, Bruce, take a yeah, I, I believe I said something effective, like, Bruce, I can't hit you every time you're in the ring with me. I let him gig in my ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See? I mean, it made no sense, but I'm like, you know what, Bruce, you want to cut your head open? He wants to do that shit, and, this is the, and everyone was like, Oh, well, why would you let Bruce Owens do this or that? He's an old man. I'm like, you don't understand. We didn't ask him. He told us he was doing this. But then you, but now you see, like, on Facebook every now and then, he's in for some spinal. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's completely fucked. He's completely well, fucked shit. eight ways to sunways. So, so Bruce is like, why don't you pop me afterwards? I'm like, Bruce, honestly, I don't want to. Like, listen, man. I don't really want to create any heat kind of thing. And, 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 and then Johnny's like, no, fuck that. Like, we worked real hard for this kind of shit. You know, pop him and then hit me with the fucking driver. And I was like, all right, this is Johnny Vandal. He never wants to do anything. Sure. You know, and now, so this is the perfect storm of bad things happening. First off, the match before us was that stupid hardcore bullshit, and they broke the ring. Didn't tell anyone they broke the ring. Of course not. So one of the spots was... They bro broke a beam, right? Broke a beam. A plank or whatever. Uh, uh, broke a two-by-eight fucking plank. So one of the spots in our match was Johnny comes off the top, roll through with the uh, crossbody, and I pick him up for the screwdriver. He kicks me in easy a few times. I um, It looks like he's coming down, but I power him over for a, uh, a Death Alley driver. Um, and, I mean... You're the one who fucking gave me the workout program. Easily spot I could do in my sleep. We get in the ring. Fucking crossbody slider. My foot steps in the only fucking hole in the ring. Oh, God. Only fuck. And, and, and when I tell you that I did everything I could to power out of that, bro, I gave it everything I could. But it was like, nope, this tree's a falling. <laughs> uh, and we covered it up. It wasn't that bit of a fuck up, but it was just a prelude of things to come because it started off with the promo, um, and they we couldn't get around uh, the the fucking Eddie Gord or whatever the fuck his name was. It doesn't fucking matter anymore. <laughs> um, he cut a stupid promo no nobody remembers because he's not half as good of a worker as anyone thought he was, and he's a fucking whatever. Like I don't have any heat with the guy, but a lot of other people do. So this probably is probably well earned and deserved. But anyway, and it wasn't his fault he was cutting the promo. They did their thing, uh, um, and they walked off, and immediately we started the match hot. I think I fucking, pro I think I harbored him, and we got into it, did the whole thing. The match itself, I don't think was that bad, considering all the fucking mechanics that went in and out of it. But we go to the end. He gets, he gets the quick, I think he, he does like a fucking small package out of the fucking driver. 
one, two, three quick. I mean, I kick out at three. I get all pissed off. I strike. I strike Bruce. I fucking. I give him the driver. We and have gone from let's get let's quickly cover this to you literally literally talking about every beat in this fucking. Well, now we're getting to it, Benny. Has, you're slowing it down. That has we're, nothing we're to do with the, the actual point, story. Right? We're, we're at the goddamn climax. Every, oh, listen, yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm on a few performance-enhancing subjects. I apologize oh. to everyone. You don't apologize to anybody. Need mired in the fucking market <laughs> world here. Anyway, we will get long to story. It. In the ring, I'm about to leave. Crowds fucking, you know, all hell prime, all hell prime. And I'm like, all right. Yeah, right. I, I, I've waved my dick enough. Like, good, good. My, my thought at that point was, good luck replacing me, you fucking piece of shit. Because I was just mad. Uh, and I knew, like, like, everything will calm down later. As I go to leave, I hear, I go, prime. I turn around, and there he is with a microphone in his hand. Now, I've been told we're not doing this. We're in the middle of a live show. There's far four or five hundred fucking people watching. He gave you the mic. So I walked over and I grabbed the mic and I'm like, are you sure? And he goes, do it. And I'm like, all right. And I did what I, at that time, did best. I I said things that you most people would never say to another human being. But under the guise of, of a, 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 a work shoot, as it's known, and just... This is a show. Well, I gave only because I think that video he recorded was kind of a work shoot also. Yeah. Yeah, we were doing the work shoot thing, but I told him when it came time to us being face to face in the ring, motherfuckers gotta take one for the team. Otherwise otherwise everyone looks bad. Um and and, and I think the original idea was I was gonna stay away from a, a whole show, Cobra Commander and everything. We're going to really, really, really rub sell, it in sell the and, se- and sell the whole thing. Um, he uh, he got in the ring. I called him in the ring. I said some unflattering things about his wife. Um, and, and just so we're all clear, I'll apologize for a lot of things I have said and done. And I actually really do regret some of the ways this was handled. Fuck that ginger cunt. <laughs> um, sorry, never going to step off that one. Go, she can go fuck herself any day she wants. Um, they all end in Y. Uh. <laughs> so he gets in the ring I believe I made a statement about uh, If he, she would just allow his balls To go up to his possession for 15 minutes take Just your, so he could be a man out of your wife's purse. Yeah some shit like that um, oh, oh no there's video of it. Oh, there's <laughs> I have the video of it Ironically uh, uh, The guy you, you ran yeah. down earlier His girlfriend recorded and put it on Instagram Oh so uh, you, you mean the woman he lives with Who doesn't know how much of a piece of shit he is she probably knows. She lives with him. Oh, that's fair enough. So so he gets in the ring, and right behind him is his uh, bodyguard, who is an ex-Israeli special forces, who I not only had a tremendous amount of respect for, was a smoking partner of mine, but let's be honest, had a healthy fear of angering. <laughs> no, that guy was P-T-F-N-S-D yeah. to the fucking the gills. Not ideal. That yeah, guy, not ideal at all. That guy was, the, the hair trigger was always... Right there, right and behind go. him was a piece of human slime. Um, no, you could say his name, or does that not cross your lips? He's he who shall not be named because I don't want to get another pissing contest with oh, him because right. I'm fucking almost forty and we're grown men at this point. Uh, oh fuck it, uh, Drew's looking at me like I got a loose specter. Oh, oh, I was gonna do the Lou Schmechter. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not open, let's not open that. Can. Yeah, it looks like I was gonna talk code. Although so he's, no else although he's out. the best, and he's the best bookend of this story. So, so they're in the ring, and I'm, 
I mean, it was a live crowd, man. I got a mic in my hand. I don't know what the fuck is going on. I really legitimately you do the, don't. You do the balls out of the purse thing, and the crowd goes, ooh. It's so funny. Yeah. Because I wasn't there. I had already been banned from the world <laughs> of this, of like six months earlier. Um, but uh, but I, the whole crowd, because I watched the video. Yeah. The whole crowd goes, ooh. And then yeah. I think you hand the mic back to him. I something like that, and and he goes, and he's something like, you know, Prime, blah blah blah. You're fired, or he he just wanted to be fence. He wanted to fire me publicly. You're fired. I gave him no reason. He to never do came so. in the ring though. He stood at the on the other side was of the he? ropes right. and was leaning. Oh, on that's the right. That's right. He, I, dude, I don't, it's all hazy to me. You well, know? I, I like I said, I've seen the video. Yeah. <laughs> so, so in the meantime. What's going on in the back? I'm sitting there talking to Bobby, just going over a little couple of things we're going to do in the match. Somebody kicks open the door. Donovan, they need you now. I go, hold on, we're talking about... No, they need you right now. I was like, what for? You're like thinking, like, is that the, the signal? The prime thing. <laughs> I, I go, what? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So the prime thing. Point, you're just kind of leaving because you're like you're not quite sure. Well, I remember when he said you're fired. I said some other shit, and I'm like, I don't know what I said, but whatever I said got the crowd riled up. I flicked them off in a whole nine yards. They're chanting all hell prime. I go, I I go to leave because I'm like, I don't know what that was about. He, but he fucking, already like gone down the stairs. Yeah, he, yeah. He said you're fired and walked away. Yeah, and I was and I already you, like, you I was barked like, at him. Yeah, I was like, was congratulations, leaving. you just made me more over. Yeah. Like, whatever. Marco's just leaving. Yeah, I'm just leaving. All of a sudden, out comes fucking Drew Bricko and fucking, oh my God, what's this? Uh, my buddy Scott, who had no formal training, but I told everybody, <laughs> I told everybody he was trained by Killer Kowalski. <laughs> And then he was a great worker, but just kind of beaten up, so he was going to be a manager. He was like Jack Victory! Just because he loved wrestling, and I just dressed him up and played And he brought Monster. And he brought Monster. He brought enough Monster for the whole class. So we go out, and like, literally, I get in Marco's face. Wait, what was his gimmick? Uh, Swole Buff Swellington. Yeah, it's Buff Swellington. <laughs> buff yeah, Swellington! Yeah, like, I knew that was... Okay. So that was... So he was an entire rib. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. He and probably got a better payday than most of the other boys. The I didn't realize that. was always after Bricko lost, he would get in the ring and just take whoever's finish, but for real. Right. Like Jesse would super kick him for real. Like, I'd hit my finish on him for real. Like, <laughs> I would just beat him up for real. Just a crash test dummy. But, um, so, yeah, so we walk out, and I literally, I, like, grab Marco by the car. Yeah, because I, I was coming around the corner. You came out, and, and I'm befuddled of what the fuck is going on. You look like... You have no idea what's going you on. You don't know about the Marco. The I prime have no thing. idea about the Prime Directive or so nothing. I'm shit. just like, I go, I go, hey, you were we're face to face in front of everyone. At, like, there's people, there's there's fans like ten feet away from us. We're we're eye to eye. Both of us can grab him around the throat. And I pull him like really closely. It looks really intense. I just go, like, hey, um, <laughs> I'm supposed to like kick the shit out of you like for real and, we're, and, and i'm like out of the building and i'm like are you gonna do that i'm like no i don't really want to do that like, <laughs> can i like, just make it look like i'm carrying you out of the building like and just like work it a little bit and at this point i'm so confused over everything that's happening i'm like bro that's as good an idea as any i'm like all right <laughs> let's just do that i don't and it was like this weird comic-y like it's like a very like timid like yeah. kind of like <laughs> Friendly conversation where we're both just confused. Bricko and Swellington have no idea what's going on. So we just have this like very pleasant conversation. Like, all right, let's leave. So we go out and then we're done. I'm like, 
I think they want you to go, and you're like, yeah, I think I'm going to go. I was, I was, I was, I was just going to get dressed, say my goodbyes, and leave. I'm like, all right, cool, just you know, text. So I get in the locker. So we're in the locker room, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he comes. Uh, 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 the bodyguard comes in. Um, uh, Ellie. I don't really want to. Fuck it. All right. Well, there's no there's no heat, Ellie, to this day. I didn't say his last name. Um, but anyway, he comes in and he it. goes, "You gotta go. You gotta go now." And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, let me get and fucking he was being straightforward." But yeah. he was being cool about it too. I was there. For no, that. no. We we he pulled me aside. He goes, "Listen, man. I don't know what's going on, but fucking, he wants you gone. He wants you gone now." And I'm like, "I'm like, bro. Can you give me like give me like five minutes? Just let me get dressed, man. I'll, I'll go. I'm not." I'm not holding nobody up. I don't want nothing to do with any of this shit. I don't want none of your Israeli kung fu. Yeah, none of that shit. And he's like, and he, and he, and he's craft maggot and go home. He's like, listen, Leave my man. balls alone. He's, he, he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just like one of those things where he's like, look, I don't know what's going on. I don't have any heat with you. So just yeah, take five minutes. And 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 you know, uh, Johnny walked with me. And I just remember as I'm walking out, everyone just kind of looking around, all the fucking unders looking around like, ooh, what's happening? And I just remember going like, you motherfuckers know exactly what's happening. I'm being fired right now. Like, that what happened in that ring was legitimate. Like, like cooler heads did not prevail. Shit happens. You know, it's, it's, it's two weeks and we'll have another conversation kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I go out of the building, I get in the van. The first thing I do is smoke a bowl. Um, cause I'm like, fuck it. Like I need to calm down cause I'm all jittery and shit. And then Ellie, um, Ellie goes, um, I hear, I hear in, uh, in the distance in the parking lot, I hear prime prime. And I'm thinking like Megatron, like, <laughs> like what, what's happening? He goes and Ellie goes, Oh, that's, that's Lou. He wants to fight you in the parking lot. And long story short, that's Bruce Schmechter. Long story short, I have a very contentious uh, relationship with Lou Spector. We don't like each other. We don't respect each other. The biggest difference between the two of us is um, I'll murder him with my goddamn bare hands. And he's not going to do he's famous for he's famous for telling me, I'll just let you hit me until you tire yourself out and then I'll laugh at you and choke you out. At which point, my only response was Lou. If I hit you once, you're dead. Because Lou Spector's about six foot five, weighs so, about a I buck oh five. So he's he, so he's he's calling for you. And he's like, screaming drunkenly in the parking lot, screaming my name, and 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 like not in like a once or twice. Like you kind of hear it, kind of don't. Like like he's like a car horn going off. Prime's already smoked, so ain't nobody got time for this. <laughs> so I just said I looked at Ellie and I'm like, you know, I would love nothing more than do this, but. Tonight just got it's just too weird. I'm not doing any of this stuff. Got in my truck and I met you at so, uh, flashback. So <laughs> I get a call because I'm already living I'm already been kicked off the island a long time ago. I was I was asked politely not to be you involved with anything. Throw it away misfit toy. Yeah. So uh I get a, he had been telling me like for the last two weeks the two weeks building up to it, he's starting to tell me all the problems and all the things brewing and the day before something with the trailer and bring and, and Oh, because they didn't trust me to bring the, the ring right, to the, the to right. the show I'm gonna all be wrestling in. And then I get a call and it's like you know, it's like halfway through the show or yeah. whatever it was. And I'm looking and I and I see it's you and I'm like, hmm. And I answer it. <laughs> and he goes, something to the effect of, Well, I just got kicked out of War Memorial. You wanna go get pancakes at the flashback? 
And so the I go. The answer is always yes. <laughs> so I'm like, fuck yeah. Because I want to hear about all the. Holy money, cannoli you know? pancakes, sir. Holy cannoli pancakes. Your I fucking. career ended over mm. a nice plate of holy cannoli pancakes. Yeah, so. <laughs> and it was the beginning of the. <laughs> so, uh, because so after- then I. So I got to go uh, over uh, over pancakes and eggs and whatever to a fantastic, basically retelling that we've yeah. we've now done here, which we, was good. Since perfected, it was. It, no, it is. It's I love fantastic. That you're like you're just like. Uh, so are we supposed to fight or what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the pro wrestling business nowadays. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, and every show that's being run is being run by a fucking money mark who just wants to see his favorite wrestlers what from 15 years show. ago suck his dick. Just look back on some of this stuff. I mean, I think it's about time. I mean, we probably should be wrapping. This no, up we are wrapping. That was it. That, that's story, you, were, you look so tired, brother. A, a, a tale for another time. We we came from a business where in a building of 20 people, I once watched a man light himself on fire, <laughs> suffer first degree burns. Wait, are you sure you want to end it now? And then, no, we have to. And, and, dude, and simply be told, like, maybe get one. him an aspirin. And, like, at me, and, and this is when I'm, like, 24. And I'm yeah. not, I wasn't level-headed at 24. But at 24, I had the foresight to be like, take this man to a fucking hospital. <laughs> He's going to die. <laughs> but such is life. Is and that's a tale for another day. So there we go. Then, so, so now we have a, a, a new thing to look forward to. The next time we get Drew on, we'll just tell more wrestling stories about how fucked up that Listen, we can, we can get Drew on the horn. We'll fucking do uh, this. Yeah, we, 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 can, we can definitely do that shit. Can we get like it'll re- too? It'll replace that other one that was supposed to have a slot. <laughs> oh. All right, and, and all right. Listen on that note, it was fantastic <laughs> seeing you, buddy. We're gonna hang out tomorrow, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, here absolutely. we go. The Breakfast Club finally kind of fucking coming together again, man. A little bit. It's great. We're I mean, getting we, there. Yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> listen, Drew came back with cigarettes, menthols. I got this. <laughs> nice menthols. <laughs> uh, good shit, gentlemen. Ellie was me, and that's actually what the story.